four, three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for you here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird I have to dance twice. Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pimp Then I'm a right. kid Rocking up the All nail right. with the bottom All right. Scotch, watch like Buy a yacht Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday, March 22nd This is the Mike Rutherford Show Coming to you as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. On the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the Western Hemisphere. You know it's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. TK rocking the Eagles sweatshirt again with the, the holes in the, the arms. Looking good, though. Looking fine. He's, he's, he's putting the arms through those holes. Uh, we've got lots to get to today. I've goofed up on that so many times putting the sweatshirt on. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's, you go, you're, you're a little little warmer, I guess, going long sleeve. That's not a sweatshirt, is it, technically? It is. It's, it's a little crew neck. Oh, it's a crew neck. Yeah. It kind of looks like a long, really. I like it, though. Looks like the old school little one. Yeah. Go car. Home field apparel. Oh, oh yeah. Shout Love out. It. Except for they're not. not I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Every time you, you know, they don't make shirts I'm big enough jealous. for you. I'm jealous. I know. It's I mean, okay. It's okay. They have no idea how much money they've lost on me. I, I'm. I'll let them know. <laughs> I'll let them know. I'll pass that word along. Uh, we got plenty of fun stuff to get to today, but we'll react to some of the latest news in the college basketball world. Um, lots of transfers in the portal. One very large name is coming back. Uh, we'll talk about that. L. Ellis made an announcement today about his next steps and his plans. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line, of course. We're continuing to count down the days until Friday night's Louisville women's basketball Sweet 16 game against Ole Miss, but I think the big attraction today on the show, we have, a, we have a new partnership with Lou City and Racing Louisville, and we've got season tickets to give away for the next several weeks. And we're going to start that today. We're going to start to, I'll make the announcement for how we're going to do that in the next segment, because it's going to be a show-long thing, but we're going to give away season tickets, not just not just one game. We're not talking about the, the tickets for this weekend's season opener or home opener. We're not talking about one game here or there. This is a full season ticket prize package. It's like $300 value. We're giving it to you for free here on this show. This is Who Loves You? The Big X, Mike Rutherford Show. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, Come t- let us give you a hug. Yeah, so we'll, I'll let you know how we're going to do that in the next segment. We want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. Let us know your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, whatever you got. Hit us up. It's a good day for it. It's, you know, We're going to have the lucidity stuff, but outside of that, 
We're in between tournament games. We're in between tournament action. We've got some kind of off-the-court nonsense happening. We had spring football starting, but there's not a gigantic topic to reel us in today, so this will be a good text line day. And a reminder that Thornton's is giving you an 89-cent fountain drink for uh, 32 ounces, 89 cents uh, or smaller for a limited time. Stop into one of the 34,865 area Thornton's locations, and they're going to hook you up with that free drink. Not free drink, 89-cent drink. Feels like it's free because it's that big and it's under a buck. You're not going to get that anywhere else. And then hit us up on the text line at 502 414-1450. 414-1450. Why did my mic just cut off? What just happened? Are we off the air? Which? That was weird. Was that, so you hear that too? Yeah, my, I'm back now. I'm back. And now I can't hear you again. Now you hear me now? Did Dave sabotage because he had to come in here and record the spots? I don't know what happened. You want to try to switch mics? I don't think it's that. My, I think it's fine now. Yeah, sounds okay. Right. I sound right. a little weird though. Yeah, you kind of, you went in and out too. Yeah. We're okay. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Calm down, people. Don't freak out. Don't change the dial. We're okay. Relax. We're okay. I know it's the first time we've ever had technical difficulties here. Everything's going to be okay. You might be freaking out because this is so out of character, but we're going to be fine. I got duct tape and a pack of chewing gum. We've he, got this. He knows what to do, folks. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, how was your how was your Tuesday night? No hoops last night. Did you watch yeah. the World Baseball Classic title game? I did not. I will say this, though. I, I don't know if it's the lack of sports or I need some just less strong okay. stuff. But for some reason, I sat through the entire movie of the Tomb Raider on cable last night. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you spend a, I, a Tuesday night doing that? I don't know. And it was now. It, it, keep in mind, it wasn't like the Angel Jolie version. It was, I guess, the newest one they just came out with, which I didn't know they did a reboot. Yeah, I didn't either. It came out in 2018. It's got McNulty from The Wire in it. He plays like her dad. It's like a British girl that's in it. That's pretty cute. Uh, pretty badass girl. And it's got the guy from uh, Justified in it. He plays the main villain. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was either, I mean, it came on right after wrestling. I just happened to be watching the end of the wrestling pay-per-view and it came on right afterwards. And somehow it just like, it, it intrigued me to want to find out what happens next. You got hooked in by Tomb Raider. <laughs> Laura Croft. No. Well, <laughs> Laura. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's, again, I, I don't know if I need, I just, I desperately need sports or I need to stop partaking so much but. you had one day without like major sports to watch and you ended up watching tomb raider on cable well, i didn't choose to watch it usa chose to show it to me no. the worst part it was i kept just staying, i kept watching it like during the commercial break i would change the channel and i'd just go back and rewind it so i didn't until the beginning of the end of the commercial break because well, did you like the movie Really? You didn't even like it. You watched the whole thing. You didn't even like it. Like it was, it was, I don't know. At first I was just like, kind of like, I wonder where they're going with this. Like what happened to her dad? And then it was, then it got to like, well, is it really? I, I, it, it was like, when's she going to raid that tomb? <laughs> I've got to see her raid some tombs. I mean, yeah, that was what I was sold on. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. She was already in the outfit to begin with the tank top where she is. Yeah. It's you know, she stays in complete direction of everywhere, no matter what happens, but she's wearing a tank top. I never understood that part. Well, it's a video game. Yeah, I guess. So. But, uh, yeah. And, and at that point I was just kind of like, was, well, is, is it really mis- mystical? Is there, is there something, is it really, is there, is there magic involved? Like it was, it was like trying to like get to the end of this. That's the stupid last Indiana Jones movie to see if it was really aliens or not. And then when you see it, you're just like, God, my life has been wasted. Was it aliens? N- no, no. Oh. Do you want a spoiler? I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch <laughs> it. it. Was, they thought it was like they were trying to unlock this uh, this woman who like was going to bring. They thought if they unlocked this tomb, it was going to bring death upon all of America, all of the world. And she uh-huh. was like some like in, empress 
that they locked up to keep the world safe. But it turned out what it was was a disease that she was the only one immune to. So they they gave it to her and then locked her up. It's like a Geraldo tomb. So well, except for it held like there was something in there. It held a disease that if you touched anyone who had it, it would kill you immediately. Oh wow! So like they opened the tomb and like two of the bad guys touch her and they die and then then they're all like, "We gotta, you can't let this any part of her get out of this tomb or the world will be over. It'll be genocide." Uh, McNulty's like, "This is worse than when Omar robbed the convenience store." He's like, "Let's, we got his tomb, Laura. You got to stop him and." Does, does Laura stop him? Laura stops him, but Dad has to blow himself up. Oh no! Because he gets touched. Yeah, Papa Croft's dead. Papa Croft's dead. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry for everybody who's looking forward to watching it. But tonight. here's the worst part. You want to know the worst part? Is this not already the worst? No, part? this is the isn't description the worst. of the actual this movie. Is not the worst part. So it turns out it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, because God. the people who tried to kill her dad and, and and get a hold of this evil was actually hired by the Trinity. A group of uh, government agents that are that own everything and everyone, and you just don't know where they're at. They're Go always rocks. out there. Yeah. Go rocks. And uh, <laughs> exactly, if people say next, they'd be beaten by now. Bob Beatty. <laughs> so it turns out the woman who's been running Dad's company that she thought she trusted, they tease that she's actually the head of the Trinity. Oh. And Laura's like, Laura's like, figures this out, and she goes and gets her first, gets her guns for the first time, and she's like. She's looking at the you know the weapon of choice that's in the video game. She's like, I like it. I'll take two. And it in the movie <laughs> and then the movie ends. And I'm like, well, does she get is there a sequel? And I look it up. And apparently they were of planning. Course there is. They were no, they were planning to make it, and then the movie didn't do so well, so they just canceled the oh, sequel. So they shamelessly set up a sequel that they did not have the funds to to, to do because the movie flopped so badly. Yes. That's a tough look. Now I don't know if if, if she's actually the head of the Trinity. Did Laura get to use her two guns? You could not have wasted your time even worse. They set up a sequel that you'll never be able to watch after sitting through that god-awful movie because the movie that you sat through was so bad. And again, cable version. So it started at like 10.05 and ended at 12.30. That's a terrible waste of time. So it's like a two-hour two and 30-minute version of what probably was an hour and 20-minute movie. You could have read a book. <laughs> well, what book am I going to read? Something better than Laura Croft, Tomb Raider <laughs> 3 or whatever it was. I, I did watch... A decent amount of the World Baseball Classic Championship. Now, was, I don't know who feels actually feel worse for, you or me. I mean, this, it was a hell of a game. And they're talking about this now being the, like, like this is the game that's going to take this this thing off because the TV rate. 97.5% of households in Japan were watching this game. That, and I believe. That's outrageous. 97. I'm also like, I want to know what the other 2.5 were watching. We run of a Godzilla movie. What was the alternate programming <laughs> that they had on that they were, that they were into? 97.5% of households. I, I know, I saw that the... K-pop live hour. The Korea game that they had earlier <laughs> in the tournament had like 62 million viewers, which is absurd. I mean, for reference, the most watched World Series game last year, I think, had 16 million uh, viewers here. It was it, like they won't do those numbers here in the states because it was on FS1 and just it, it wasn't as big of a deal here. We didn't even give it the main Fox channel. We did. I mean, the, <laughs> the game itself was was fantastic. I mean, you I had heard. yeah. I mean, you, I when I was watching early, Trey Turner had a home run to get us off to a, a one nothing lead. And then by the time I flipped back, I saw the the home run. The, the dude hit it was an absolute just blast that tied it up. And then we were down 3-1. We get back to within 3-2. And then, I mean, the most perfect ending you could possibly ask for. Better than Tomb Raider? No, Shohei Otani on the mound against Mike Trout with the game on the line. And Otani strikes him out. Oh, this is going to tear the Angels apart. A dynasty comes to an end thanks to the World Baseball Classic. Well, that's what I said. What was, like, what was at stake there was... It's very clear now that all the Angels' problems are all Mike Trout, and they're not anything to do with Shohei Ohtani. So that's that's what was at stake there. Such a diehard Eagles fan. I hate to hate on him, though. 
Well, he, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, he, Otani threw a 100 mile an hour fastball right by him and then threw it the most vicious slider I've ever seen to strike him out. <laughs> it was absolutely, I mean, Otani is um, like, he's, then the, he got to the plate and hit two home runs. I mean, he beat out, like, he, he ran, like, the fastest, whatever, down first base that, like, has been clocked in, like, three years or something. Like, he's he's the most unbelievable athlete we've ever seen. He's, he's absolutely outrageous. He's, he's, like, 26, right? 27? Yeah, his numbers, like, in this World Baseball Classic were, I mean, he's throwing 100 miles an hour. He's throwing 91 miles an hour sliders that break, like, a foot right when they get to the plate. Uh, he's dropping bombs. He's hitting, he hit, I think, four-something for the tournament. Like, he, he's, he's unbelievable. And we never get to see him because he plays for the bleeping Angels. Uh, but he's probably going to go somewhere else. I think. I think he won't do the Mike Trout thing. I think he'll probably go somewhere else after this season, um, unless the Angels start actually winning and getting pieces around him. But it was. Like, it I don't was, know. Uh, what's his name? Stayed. Zuki stayed in Seattle for twenty five years. They were, I mean, decent, and he was. They never went to the playoffs with him. I know, but Shohei is also like the biggest thing in baseball. Like he's. He's like the numbers that he's putting up are he's like the second no, best I'm pitcher. Just, yeah, I know. I've seen him on and the MLB to be the more show. marketed. Like, like he because he may go down as the greatest baseball player to ever play. Like that's what we're trending towards right now. Is it now? Is it because of what he can do on two sides of sports, or is it just if is is are you saying that on each individual? I'm saying he's attribute. like the best hitter in the game and the best pitcher in the game right right now, which is absurd. Um, so yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's trending towards, I think having both those titles, but it was cool. It was fun. I mean, a lot of people are saying that this is going to be, you know, the world baseball class is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And this is going to be the event that people point back and, and say, this is when it kind of got ratcheted up. This is when it hit its stride. I also like, I was talking with people about this last night. So Japan's won this thing three times now. And every time that, I feel like there's a big time, big name Japanese player who comes over to the major leagues. Like they, they kill it. They're great, unless they're the Reds and they sign, you know, Akiyama and he's terrible. It's like we're like the one team. There had to have been one or two that weren't as good as everybody thought they would be. Well, I mean, we're the one team that like, got a guy from Japan who were like, you know, they're all great. Shogo just came over here and just sucked for for two years. Like he's gone, just a complete flop. But Japan, like when they send players over here, they typically like they're really good. They're usually not like prospects either. Usually they're in their early to mid twenties. They've played they pro were, a few years over there. Yeah, they've, they've already been had great. a taste of things. Yeah, but so now like with, with them coming over here, I mean they dominated this World Baseball Classic. They're the only team that didn't lose a game. They're the second champion in the history of the event to not lose a game. They've won it three times. Impressive. Like I'm kind of like, do they have better baseball players than we do? Like are we just so narcissistic that we're like, if you're not in the MLB, you're not good. Clearly we have the best baseball players in the world. Or is Japan State? Is their league like? Better than ours, and we just don't realize it because we're not paying any attention. It might be better than ours on the field, but it's not better than ours because of the the, the amount of money you can make in ours. I, I I get that. I mean, I understand that we have more money than they That's do. That's why it's a bigger showcase. But do they like? It, like, are the teams in their league better? Like, if we played like a seven game series, I don't know. It, all the MLB teams versus all the Japanese league teams, would they beat like? Because we just assume like if you're really really good, you're going to come over here to play because we're the best and the, and the baddest. And I'm not sure that's really the case. Well, it's not. It's like like if you're what if you're like comparing like a basketball conference. Like, say the best team in the country is the most dominant team, and it's out of the SEC. But no other team in the SEC is really that great. But that's not what I'm talking. But about. But that's what I'm saying is like you, we're getting the best of it. Like if you take MLB teams but versus you're, you're, you're team, only taking one part of my point though. Like I'm saying the players that come over here are great, but also like a lot of the players that were on that J- Japanese World Baseball Classic team, like they're not playing in the MLB. Like like. Are their their average players just as good, if not better, than our average players? That's kind of what I'm asking. Uh, 
Couldn't tell you. I couldn't either. Like I, I feel like we need to, to investigate. I think we just all assume that we have the best players in the world and, and all this stuff. And I'm, maybe it's not the case. Like, have we have we really thought about this? I mean, They're did, winning this did, thing did more than we are. Best players, in, in not the, all of them. Not, not all of the best players played in this in this event. I mean, but I can't think. Was there one guy that would have could have made some kind of huge major splash of a difference? I don't know. Maybe some of the pitchers. I mean, I mean that's something. Yeah. Who who was the pitchers on this on this this team for us? I mean, I, I mean I've heard the I name. I've the heard you. I've heard you name the the names of the players, and and they all seem like your top notch guys, but. I mean, who, who's some? I don't even know who's some of the top pitchers in them. I mean, Garrett Cole, and he one of the top guys right now with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wheeler. Verlander. Yeah, was Verlander. The, was I mean, the Cy Young winner. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't have those guys. Like, okay, well, so there, there's there, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Then I, I think that that's probably something to it, but it's just it, it kind of just I don't know. I, I think if anything, then if you if there's anything, then you could you could definitely should at least look at it and say that there's. If you do feel like there's a gap, you can't be arguing that the gap is very large. No, no, not at all. I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying, like, we've just assumed forever, like, kind of what we do with basketball, that, like, the best thing, it's our game, right? Yeah. And we have the best players in the world. And with basketball, I think we prove it because every time there's an international competition, even without some of the best players in, in our country, we typically dominate. But with baseball, not not really happening. Not really happening. I mean, I, I really shouldn't be too much surprised, too, Japan. I mean, we've all seen Mr. Baseball. <laughs> maybe that's where my like my narcissism stems from like he, well, he, he can... was tom Selleck was done oh, he, and then he, he, thought, to, he, thought he, and then he crushed him. it in japan he was fantastic <laughs> he's over the hill here well that not until he got that slider which i if i tried to say it but I, probably I don't know cussing. if you can say it yeah yeah i'd probably have cussing on here you tried to say it if i say it wrong he tied the home run record though consecutive home run game <laughs> well, no no he no he, he didn't i thought he came one 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 I think he tied it, but he didn't break it, right? Is that what it was? I think so. Because they wouldn't let Either him. Either way, he was a beast. Because his manager owned it, and they wouldn't let him break it. Right. Well, no, he didn't want to break it at the end. Yeah. He took the high road. Because he's an American, he's better than apparently everybody. the people that run the Japan Baseball League are the same ones that run college basketball and hate Antonio Davis. Antoine. <laughs> Antoine Davis. <laughs> I can't think of calling him Antonio yesterday. He said the same thing. I yeah. Like, I had, finally, I was like, okay, it's not his name. He, I mean, maybe that's where my, my bias lies, my prejudice lies. He, Tom Selleck crushed it over there, and he was... Yeah, but Pedro Over Serrano was 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 welcoming, and he he got back into the Dodgers. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I just wanted to name drop Pedro Serrano. Yeah, that <laughs> has zero reference to what we're talking about. <laughs> but anyways, I had fun watching it last night. I, I watched like the. I feel like I, I feel like I made the wrong choice in my television viewing. I don't think I know you. Made I don't the wrong know. Choice <laughs> from television viewing, you could have at least watched the last inning. It was high drama. What time was the last inning? I was probably like. Like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Oh, that was still in the hype beginning of the movie. I was still trying to figure out where her dad was at that point. I can't believe you watched the whole. <laughs> you met. <laughs> I almost texted you last night the same quote. Either I need sports or less stronger stuff because at this time it was like there 11, were sports on. It was like eleven forty-five at night when I was thinking about sending this text to you. And I was like, you had nit, <laughs> you had you had World Baseball Classic, and you chose to watch that. Again, I didn't choose. USA chose. <laughs> We also had um, Patrick text and Inter Patrick said Lance Lynn and, and Wayno Adam Wainwright were our one and two. And Lance Lynn's like not even number one in his own team. Yeah, that's not good. I think that's the. Difference. I mean, he had. I know he came out of kind of had a resurge of his career, like what two years ago with the, what the White Sox. And if you want to make an argument, I think that's the way to go. Is we you know we didn't have Scherzer, Jacob Degrom, Verlander, well, yeah, Cole, Garrett Cole. Like we didn't have our our best of the best throwing, and they did. It's a big deal. It is. I think that that makes up a big difference. We now. still should have won. We still should. I have a friend who's like genuinely crushed about this last night. Like we all were kind of like we have a fantasy football text group, 
And so this guy has been, shout to Rod, he's been texting about the World Baseball Classic nonstop, just nonstop. (laughs) And finally last night, a few of us were, were watching. And it ends, and he's like, "I'm," he's like, "I'm, I'm crushed. I'm genuinely crushed." Like, I, he's like, "He's like, I'm just staring at the TV." It meant, it meant so much to him. And I was like, "Oh, I just..." Uh, he's like following it on a, on a. He was watching like the, the, the games that didn't involve USA. He's watching every game. He's, he's all about it. He's diehard. I feel better by myself. <laughs> he loves. He's a big, big baseball guy. He has to be. Yeah. He's the, he's he's he's, a, he's the last of a dying breed too. I think this is my friend. He is also like the preeminent Ken Griffey Jr. Like baseball card guy in the world like if you he has that rookie card doesn't he from upper deck like he's got everything like he will he'll meet that. people to sell cards for like fifty thousand dollars like it is it is outrageous he should you should give me a car i've got a uh king griffey autographed uh base piece of baseball bat card i'm sure he'd look at it he's, i'm sure he'll tell you all about it. like he like, I think check, it, last i checked i think it was like check out his instagram at rod fest every single week he puts up a new card he tells t- all the details he goes on like card podcast it's outrageous but uh he's like if you have a griffey baseball card question like he's the guy to go to as a Griff is a is a big Reds guy. Or do you still love Griffey? Despite oh my the, god, yes. I don't know because well, I mean, th- th- is it safe to say his his Reds tenure was underwhelming? At yeah, best? he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and, and then of course it didn't help the guys you gave up end up being. Well, I guess that turned out to be Seattle's last playoff team until this year, but uh, they end up going. They did go to the playoffs. After well, that. that's a Reds trade staple. Yeah. Is whoever we trade away, we we know we're going to watch them shine in the playoffs. I mean, of course, worth that was their last one for twenty two years though. Yeah, I mean, I, no, the Mariners. to answer your question, I still love Griffey. I was just curious. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know because I mean, I know, like I said, it was it was underwhelming at best because of the health issues, but still, he still. I mean, it wasn't really his fault. I was working on radio the day he got traded the White Sox. The day Rick, he got traded, Bozik was so upset. He's like, I don't want him. <laughs> the day he got traded to the Reds, I remember it was the same day that U of L beat Syracuse in two thousand. Like it was when Syracuse they were the last undefeated team. They just lost the week before, and they were, I think they were number two in the country, and we beat them, and we got Griffey. I was like, this is the, oh. great, I think this is the greatest day of my life. Everything's going well, and then you fast forward. That Louisville team would lose to Gonzaga in the first round of the tournament. Crum would get fired the next year. Griffey could never stay healthy. The Reds never did anything with him, uh, and that was kind of it. Like that was Girlfriend cheated on you. The, the dog ran away. Was, that was the original. Like <laughs> That was the original. The clouds have lifted. The dark cloud is gone. My sports life's finally going to turn around here. And then, sure enough, it it was not. Which I, I've only had, I don't know, 4,000 of those since then. But Griffey did go to the playoffs, though, right, with the Reds? No. I never won. Wow. No. Yeah, because it's crazy. No. They, they, they never really they never really came close. <laughs> I couldn't remember. It was a bad run. Okay, I was that's right because I was thinking that run they made when they lost Atlanta, but that was before Griffey. That was like ninety. That was before the year before. Yeah, that was with Ron Gant. The year before they got Griffey in ninety nine, they lost to the Mets in a one game playoff. Al Leiter threw a what two hitter I think and shut us out. Hey, at least you got two hits opposed to when you played against Aladdin. We threw Steve Paris. Steve Paris in a in a one in a winner go home playoff. Paris game. didn't he end up playing point guard for St. John's? No. <laughs> Steve Paris. He was our opening day starter the next year and got just destroyed. It sounds like the opening act comedy act at like Lake Tahoe. Well, it was Steve Harris like, and Jimmy Hayes. Coming up, opening up for our <laughs> Steve Paris. Give oh, him a good hand for him, people. <laughs> Two thousand I I watched Steve the first Reds game I ever went to, I watched Steve Harris give up three just absolute jacks in the same inning. We lost three nothing. And I went down to the clubhouse because with with Danny and Steve Paris was riding around on a unicycle, ringing a bell <laughs> in the tunnel. <laughs> that, was, that was that was life with Steve Paris. Uh, anyways, it was like something Bronson Arroyo would do. 
Bronson was cool. Steve Ferris. I like Bronson. Cool. I've met, I got to meet him a few times. He's a cool guy. I don't know if you've seen this news. Uh, North Carolina big man Armando Baycott. Guess what he's doing? He's coming back for one more year. He's using his last year of eligibility. He said, I felt that this was right, the right decision for my future. Uh, despite North Carolina being bad this past year, he averaged a double-double, 15.9 points and 10.4 rebounds. He's going to break like every ACC record ever set because he's been putting up gigantic numbers for I mean, four years now, and he'll be a fifth-year senior. Why would he? I mean, he's probably I'm, – I, there's no doubt that he's probably talked to NBA people, and they've said that yeah. you're – I mean, he's if not gonna play you in the NBA. may go in the late first round if someone wants to take a chance he on you. He ain't going in the first round. I mean, you're probably right. I'm, I'm trying to be nice because, you know, I've seen crazy things. Going he's on. not an NBA player. Let's just say this. Daniel Orton once got drafted late first round. Anything is possible, right? Uh, even though he's man, bigger and had more potential. Pink Gundy bashed his own draft pick like two minutes later on national television when they took that made that move. But uh, I mean, he, so let's just say for bleeps and giggles, he goes in the second round. Yeah, he's there's, there's a very good chance he's going to make more working one more year at North Carolina that he's going to make overseas and BDL, whatever, and have more fun and have more fun. He's going to have you know have more fans around him. It's a nice way of saying groupies. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, it's just. Why not? I don't. Yeah, do it. I mean, this is unless you just don't want to, like, like you said with Ellis, like you're just ready to be a pro or something, maybe. But I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't. I don't get why. I wish I could go back and tell all these kids just do it one more year, man. You're gonna, especially if you're getting paid, and you're allowed to get paid. Do it, man. Don't, don't, don't move on right away. Don't be so. Hold on to sixteen as long as you can. Change come around real soon. Make you swivel him in. And, and he's always talked about how much he loves North Carolina. I think that's genuine and. I'm sure he doesn't want to go out missing the NCAA tournament. It'd be, yeah, it's one thing to come back and be preseason ACC Player of the Year and have come some close to winning, have come so close to winning a national title in the year before, and then just to, you know, have your team fall short of every possible expectation. I get why you would want to come back if the money's right. And like a lot of people have talked about, he was the focus of a big story in I think the Washington Post that was focused on NIL and how much it's changed stuff. And I didn't realize just how like, this deal that he signed last offseason, they were like flying him around the country. Like when he was here for Derby and Oaks, that was part of his NIL stuff. Like he was, like they were just, he was traveling. Hey, you ain't getting that from the Fort Wayne AM. No, like, he, like he is a, <laughs> he's a superstar as a college basketball player. Even if he's making like a, a higher base salary overseas or somewhere else, like you're not going to get the type of treatment that you're getting here nationally right now. He will be well-known next year. He'll be a preseason All-American again. Yep. He'll have all – you're in North Carolina where they care about basketball so much. Like, it, it is a – to me, it's a very easy decision, and I get why he would make it. The, the Europe's still going to be there in a year. You're, you're still going to make the same type of money. You'd still have the same outside shot at playing professionally here in America. I, I don't think it's going to change, even if you average – 20 and 15 this year. The only way it changes is if you develop some consistency in a three-point shot. Yeah, which isn't going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he they may have a better team next season. They're bringing in Elliot Cadeau, who's a point guard that we recruited heavily, a five-star kid. We'll see if they can keep Ian Jackson from going to play for Rick Pitino at St. John's. Like, they've got good players coming in. I'm sure they'll get good players in the transfer portal. I get it. I hate it because yeah. this dude's tortured us for the last three years. But Did he make an All-American team this year? I think he ended up being third-team All-American. Because I was, I don't remember what game it was. I was watching. They were talking about how like he's he's on pace to set all these records and have all this this accolades, yet he's yet to get be allowed to have his like number hanging the rafters because you that only gets like I think I, I remember if they said first team All American and or Player of the Year or just an All American and Player of the Year gets your 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 
jersey hanging in, in Chapel Hill. I don't know. He was the third team All-American this year. I mean, he was the first team All-American last year. So he's got that. But he was not National Player of the Year. That was Sheboy. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah, so he, he's a two-time All-American coming back to college. I mean, this is the type of thing that we, as recently as five years ago, just would never see. Even if you were, no. you know, if you were a third team all like we would go years without returning any of the 15 All-American honorees just because your stock was never going to be higher. If you wanted to get paid to play the game, that was the time to go. And now we're getting, I mean, we, we've, we're, the National Player of the Year came back last season for the first time since 08. Uh, I mean, Sheway can come back again. I don't think he's going to. But you're probably going to get a handful of these All-Americans from this year's team coming back for another season. Like, I, yeah. I, I know TJD's already said he's not coming back to Indiana, I think. But, like, I can see maybe Jalen Wilson would come back to Kansas because he's probably not going to be a super high draft pick. Uh, you could see, I think Sasser has one more year at Houston. He's probably not going to come back, but he could. Mick Cronin was openly like talking about wanting to get Jaime Hawkes back for another year after their game during their post game interview the other day. Uh, he could come back for another year. Like, probably, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I, I could definitely. I mean, because he, he's probably you know he's his stack his his draft stock's not going to really be altered all that much. But you're probably gonna get a handful of these guys back again for next season. So you say, but I think what you say is something you haven't seen in like three, four years or something. And this is something we haven't seen in almost 25, 30 years. Yeah, it's been forever. Yes, yeah, I mean the last time you saw the players like of any skill set with the accolades coming back for senior years, God forbid, you know, fifth year seniors. I mean, yeah, you're going back to. Probably late eighties, early nineties. I mean, by the time you know Weber started opening the floodgates back up in ninety two, leaving as a sophomore, and then, I mean, usually it was you had to, you know you were junior to, to leave real good, and then you know by Garnett in ninety five, that that was you know end all end of, end of it all. I mean, that opened up the the dam was was completely busted open at that point, and since then, yeah, I mean that's where we've been for the last what, 26 years, 27 years? It was still more rare in the, the late 90s than it became, like, in the mid-2000s. Like, you like remember when, like, remember Duke hadn't lost a single underclassman ever until Elton Brand and, and William Avery. And that was in 2000. In, yeah, 99, 2000. Yeah. Like, that was, it was still, like, kind of a, it was more rare. And then it became, like, a deal where every freshman, after the, the, the one-and-done rule came and they could play, If they were, was if they gone. came and played. Yeah, every sophomore was gone. Every, like, every, it, that's when it just, like, completely changed. And, and now it's, it's. Like I said, college basketball is not in the worst place. It's the TV ratings indicate that it's in a very good spot, and I think this is only going to help the game grow. I guess take a break. When we come back, we're giving away loose city season tickets today. How do I win? I'm going to let you know at the am start I, of the next. Am segment. I eligible? You're not eligible. Well, then why do I give up? Well, we can get you tickets. We, we, we got a hookup now. We got a, we have a partnership with Loose City and Racing Louisville. People. We've got season tickets for racing that we're going to start giving away next week, but because Loose City. Uh, they got their home opener Saturday. We want to go ahead and give a couple of those out. Uh, we're going to be giving away tickets for the next couple of weeks, but this is your first chance. And if you want to get in on the ground floor, we're going to let you know how coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show up next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big See you 
what a lead into this get ticket giveaway. <laughs> Are you ready for some loose city football season tickets? Okay, get some more beat. Alright. I can I can see the crowd come. I can see this though playing as they're, they're, they're here you go. Did, did you see the shots coming? Did you see the goalie duck? All right, welcome back in. <laughs> Wednesday edition of the Rutherford Show here at 1450 and 96.1 The Big... Uh, I was in a Pink Floyd mood today. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I watched Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, the Big X. We're here. Uh, we're excited about this. So, Loose City, their season's underway. It's going to be a big-time year. They are, I think, the USL favorites. They were the Eastern Conference champions last season. They ended up losing to San Francisco. They're going to host uh, San Antonio. I mean, they're going to host San Antonio FC coming up here in a few weeks. If you want to be there for that game and all the games this season, you can visit uh, lucity.com slash tickets. You can call them directly at 502 Lucity. Season tickets are on sale now for just $17 per game. But if you want to get those season tickets for free, we got something we're going to be offering up to you. And here's how we're going to do it today. I want to know why you deserve the tickets. Here's on the text line. Very simple. 502-414-1450. We'll have some reminders throughout the course of today's show. But let us know why you deserve Loose City season tickets. Lynn Family Stadium, it's going to be beautiful. All spring, all summer, first part of the fall. If you want to be there drinking, cheering on the boys in purple, hanging out with your friends at every single home game, let us know why you deserve to be there. Because I look good in purple. Not you. You, you, don't, you don't get these tickets. I do look good in purple, though. Hit us up on the text line. The best Trevor and I will pick. The best person who gives a rationale. And try to be honest. If you're not, if you if you stretch the truth a little bit, okay, that's fine. Oh, we'll see it though. We'll get, we'll, we'll we'll realize. We can see right through you. Yeah, we're, we're you can't sneak one past us. We're not Mike Trout at the World Baseball Classic. Not our first rodeo. Great no. reference. But let us know why you deserve the tickets. And at five thirty, we're going to pick a winner. We'll have more throughout the next couple of weeks. We'll give more away tomorrow. But this is your first opportunity. Hit us up. 502-414-1450. Why do you deserve Loose City season tickets? Best answer, you win tickets. But you textures are feeling crunchy about being mean to me now, aren't you? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can still use the word crunchy. A little, yeah. A little, I, think, the, I think every now and then. That, 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 that's, that's made it through the, time, the, the, the days of time. For, it survived a little years. bit, yeah. We, so we've got tickets to give away for the next uh, several weeks. We've also got T-shirts. We've got scarves. We're going to have all sorts of giveaways when it comes to Loose City and Racing Louisville. So keep it locked here. New partners. We love our friends over at Loose City and Racing Mobile. Besides Jeff Greer. Jeff Greer can suck it. Yeah, yeah no, he doesn't count. Get him out of here. He's eliminated from the contest. He gets no tickets. He's done. He'll get no tickets and like They don't even give him tickets over there. He works for the club. They don't even give him any. <laughs> actually, we're giving, actually, it's his tickets you're getting. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we've taken Greer's tickets and given It's like giving away Bra- uh, Bradshaw's money. We're giving away Greer's tickets. We've taken, yeah, you'll sit in the Greer <laughs> box. They don't let him in there anymore. Special events might even give you his parking space. All right, the latest updates when it comes to U of L men's basketball. Who's going to be here? Who's not going to be here? Uh, we've got first of all, there's a a ton of attractive options that have entered the transfer portal I today. Know. Kirk Krista from Arizona, maybe the biggest name. Uh, Jameer Nelson Jr. is in there. A um, couple other big time players that, that old. say what? That makes me feel old. Well, there's a lot like that. I mean, I'm just, I mean, <laughs> but as far as Louisville's roster and the current players and the players from last season's team, we got an announcement today. Uh, LL, this is not a, sh- a shocking thing because we knew this was going to happen, but he did officially uh, put out there today on social media that he's entering the NBA draft, but he's keeping open the possibility of coming back to college. 
Uh, here's the message that he put out. He said, first, I have to thank God for blessing me with the ability to play the game that I love. I wouldn't be in the position that I am today without him. Thank you to my family and friends for your love and unwavering support. You're a big reason why I'm the player I am today. To Coach KP, the staff, and also my teammates, thank you for everything. This past year meant more to me than you could ever imagine. Card Nation, thank you for the support you all showed through a tough time. You truly made my time here special. Playing for Louisville these past two years meant more to me than people know. I played every minute of every game like it was my last. I know God has a plan for me. With that being said, I will enter my name in the 2023 NBA draft while retaining my eligibility. Now, it kind of sounds like a farewell. I've been saying for a while now, what I've heard is that he is leaning heavily towards leaving. He obviously wants to leave. Anybody who's played college basketball for three, four, five seasons, you'd rather play in the NBA. You'd rather play in the G League. You'd rather get that professional contract. That's understandable. I think if he if he goes through this process a little bit and and sees, hey, this isn't going to happen. Like there's there's no shot of me getting drafted. There's no shot of me getting a two way contract. There's no shot of me maybe signing a free agent deal uh, after I go undrafted. Then he may choose to go ahead and come back to college. And he's already said back in February, if he comes back to college, there's no transfer portal for him. He said he's it's Louisville or it's the pros. Reading that message though and hearing what I've heard for the last weeks and months, I'm kind of feeling like we've seen the last of LLS in a Louisville uniform. I don't think it, I don't think it's out of the question that he comes back. I'm just saying we probably shouldn't bank on it. Now the, the question if you're if you're Kenny Payne becomes, do you start recruiting the transfer portal like LLS is not coming back? Because there's a lot of guards out there. There are a lot of guards that have put up some pretty impressive numbers at some solid programs. Do you go to them and say, look, we've got Sky Clark, but we need a scoring guard. We need somebody to play alongside of him. Can you do that? And if they ask you about LLS, do you say, he ain't coming back? I don't think he's coming back. I, it, it's a difficult situation to navigate, and LLS probably won't make an official decision for like another four or five weeks. And so if you're Kenny Payne, I feel like you kind of have to just assume you know, this man's putting it out there. He's, at, he's saying farewell. He's saying thank you for a good two years. I'm assuming he's gone. I've got to recruit like he's gone. I mean, it seems like the only fair thing to do, right? Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I would love to have Ellis back. I'd love to have James back, Huntley Hatfield back, and Trainer back. But if if I'm Kenny Payne, I would have been recruiting the transfer portal from day one as if I had 13 open scholarships. Probably should, yeah. I mean, just let's not, I mean, you know what? I mean, it's just, we guys come back and we may be looking at, you know, a, a, a log jam. That, let's worry about that problem, which is the best problem we've ever had since Kenny Payne's gotten here. When it if that comes about, uh, that said, I mean, I, and I get where you're coming with Ellis, but I mean, it's, it's just so funny that we, you know, you 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 take this, and I'm not saying you, but I mean, you show the side of why Ellis would come back, but yet you you, I mean, but you're but Baycott's the same in the same situation. I mean, he's been in college just as long. Sure, I mean, he's odds are probably he has a better chance of getting a, a signing with a, an NBA team than Ellis probably does. You can probably right, even though he you know doesn't have the skill sets that they, they're looking for. You know, he's probably has a chance to make more money overseas and, and all these other things. I think when it comes down to if I'm Ellis, I mean, I don't know if it's just about being in college. I mean, because I would think he is, is NIL money. There you go for the text right there. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Call me the carpenter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said that line to a person who drive through one day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume, I, I, this is an assumption that could be wrong, that his NIL money would be 
in the same par level, if not more than anything he's probably going to make in, in the D-League or overseas. Um, I think it kind of comes down to whether he'd want, if he feels like this team can have a shot at actually winning next year with with him back here. Yeah. And if that's the case, and he, you know, if I, then that that's, it, you know, where it's going, I'd come back to Louisville and make 10% more than I'd make anywhere else. And I'd have the, you know, the, the, the life of having a Louisville player. But if we're only going to win 10 games, put me on a bus in, 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 in South Dakota. I'll play sure. for the D league. I mean, that, that's, I think also, the- I think that's kind of more of a, 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 a determining factor. I would be for me, if I'm him would be, that would be the more determining factor as if, I mean, do I want to come and suffer through what I kind of went through last year in, in the same level of degree? For sure. Because if that's the case, even what, when even, you keep saying that the, the, you know, when you keep saying like the, you know, why would Ellis like not want to, and like, I think the obvious answer is these two years have not, no, I mean, they've, been they've worn down him. on him. Yeah, they, they, I can, I promise you it. I think the other thing that I would say is, as far as comparing him to Baycott is, because I totally get the comparison, I do think that Baycott's NIL deal is is going to pay him probably more than what Ellis, more than what Ellis yeah. would get here no, or but, has been getting here. But the here. point is, Ellis probably would, I would like to think, and this is off the assumption of the rumors of what like Curry got last year are true. And if that is, then I would think Ellis would be in the same ballpark. That's more than what you're going to make in a D-League. Well, I think Ellis was getting more than Curry already. I would, think, I would like to hope yeah, so. I think that that's... Yeah. He didn't have the Jeep deal, but I think as when Still, it comes to like the I mean, solid standard NIL package, then, I think yeah. he, my understanding was he was. Now, is that more than you're going to make everywhere overseas? No. I mean, I've talked to players who are less talented than, than than Ellis who made close to seven figures in a year overseas in the right league. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, doesn't mean you're going to go to the right league or not. I mean, it depends where you play. If you go like playing somewhere like Dubai, you're probably going to make a little more money than you would if you go play, you know, middle of Egypt or something. But. So uh, it, 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 there's all kinds of factors. I think, it, but yeah, I think it comes down to, I mean, is it worth the wear and tear of going through what we did last season again? I, I think you're probably right. And I think also, you know, I mean, some people just don't, I, I think Armando Baycott fell in love with UNC. I think he fell in love with March Madness when they made the deep run last year. And I, I, think, he's, I, I think there's a, a bitter taste in his mouth from the way that this season went. With Ellis, he's never gotten to experience Louisville basketball the way that it, it should be. I know he's he's thanking the fans and he's talking about the support and all this stuff. I mean, he's he's a class act. He, he's seen a lot of negative energy and he's played in front of a lot of crappy crowds, right? Like he has never ex- Baycott has experienced the best of UNC basketball. Ellis has not experienced. To, yeah. I mean, Ellis has experienced the the worst of yeah. Louisville basketball, like the the two worst seasons of our lifetimes as fans. You and I. Not even have have come in his last two years, <laughs> and not just like not just the win loss record, but like the attendance, yeah, the support, the yeah. infighting, the negativity. Like it has all uh, been at an all time high when he's been here, and so I, I can understand why he might be like, yeah, like it might be better next year. I thought it was going to be better this year. I mean, I remember Ellis all off season and even into the fall being like, you know, three weeks until we start to prove everybody wrong. You know, month and he he thought we were going to have a really good season, and it was a four-win season. And so I'm sure now he's probably like, you know, there's no guarantees. If I stick around, it'd be nice to have the NIL package. But also, like, what if we suck again? And what if I'm the one that everybody's blaming again? I don't really want to do that for another year. So I... No, I, I wouldn't blame him one bit on that. I wouldn't either. I, I get where he's coming from. It's... Like, I've left a job where I made more money to go to a job making less that was just less stressful. It's the exact same thing. I mean, I, just I, like LS. And somebody asked me why I did it. I said, you know what? I, I'll, I'll give up that, that extra cash for peace of mind. You can't put a price on happiness. You can't you? put a price on lazy either. You can't. 
Well, that you can. Duke and Purdue did a pretty well good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> and we thank him every day for it. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens with Ellis. He, like I said, all I can go off of is what I've heard. And what I've heard for a while now has been that he is probably not going to come back to school. But if he does, he'll be a Cardinal. And we'll see. It's great if he comes back. He obviously is a, is a guy that can score at a very high level uh, in the ACC. He was a second leading scorer this past year. Maybe put some more pieces around him. He can really flourish. But if he doesn't, I think that you still feel like you can you can go out there and get guys that can play the spot that he would play. You, you can go out there and get Khalif Battle if he wants to come in here, and he can do the same thing. You can get um, you know, Davion McKnight. You, you can get, hopefully, some of these other guys that we've reached out to and that are entering the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and they can come in and do a, a solid job playing alongside Scott Clark next season. So, that, so we're just down to, to technically James and Hunley Hatfield? Well, Trainer hasn't officially announced it. Trainer, I guess. So, He's okay. just posted some pictures of, of himself. So tomorrow's Cardinal Transfer Reporter advent calendar will be. I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't every know. day, I feel like we're marking off like a little story. Kind of each day, you wake up and say, "Who's today?" <laughs> what if we get like a Zan Payne announcement out of nowhere? He's like, technically, I have one year of eligibility. I mean, I guess more, Hersey Miller's still available. I mean, I, we, I, I have no idea what's happening with Hersey. Yeah, I mean, we don't know you, and then you don't know who would. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You've there. You got the inside scoop in that family tree. I'm assuming just based on the way that Master P talks about Louisville that he's here to stay. But um, he also talked about Louisville winning the ACC tournament too. He did, he did. <laughs> but again, like that, he's positive about things. He's he's happy about the program. So that's my that's why I kind of I've always just assumed that Hersey's here for the long haul, but. Uh, we'll find out. The other kind of, I guess, Cardinal-related news, because now it's a player who has, has entered the transfer portal, I saw the list of schools that have reached out to Jalen Withers. This is via Jake Weingarten. Uh, he says that there's a lot of ACC schools on here, which makes me a little bit, I don't know. But that doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you? A little bit. I mean, I mean, I know it makes you feel uncomfortable because you don't want to see him go to another team that you're. But I mean, he's like in. he's impressed them in conference. Like, I, it, it, it makes me think that a lot of schools that we've played in conference the last couple of years have been like, that kid should be way better than he is. If he were playing for me, I can mold him into something way better than he is, and that makes me a little bit nervous because no, it makes me nervous and not shocked either. It's the Jeff Walls thing. I mean, yeah. Jeff Walls is like, she's great, she should be a lot better. She's gonna play for me next year, and I'm gonna show you. But uh, Jalen Withers has heard from, according to Jake Weingarten, Clemson, Miami, Ohio State, NC State, Pitt, USC, Virginia Tech, Florida, LSU, Illinois, DePaul, VCU, Rhode Island, amongst many others is how it's laid out there. I mean, how many more others can you name? I mean, it's a lot of schools have reached like out. Twelve schools. I mean, he has one year of eligibility left. Uh, he was a forty-one percent three-point shooter this past year, but I mean, it would be, it'd be weird to see him like go to Miami and just light us up next year or something. I, I don't think that would happen, but if it did, it would. Well, he, that would suck. He does play the defense, Lernig likes. Well, he's also got Lernig has got him in back-to-back Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, not, not a school you mentioned wouldn't surprise. Like, I mean, Rhode Island, I guess, would a little bit, but I mean. Unless Jim Herrick was suddenly back, I didn't know about. But you know, Rhode Island's coach. You should. I feel like is it somebody I should know? Yeah, it's Archie Miller. It's huh? Archie Miller. Oh, is that where he went? Yeah, they had a bad year. Well, what a shock! Archie Miller sucks as a coach. He's great at Dayton. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Good, for, good for Dayton. <laughs> uh, but but Withers, yeah, I've said all along. I think he'd be an. He's, if you're a team looking for a nice little wing score, you know, maybe not. You don't have to put so much pressure on him to be a number one, two, or maybe even a three guy, but come in and be a starting 
starting four option, not at the four, but the fourth option on offense, then yeah, I think he's a. There should be a long line of teams lined up for him. And I'm not surprised to see it. I, got, I was a little bit surprised, but it sounds like he's a he's a hot commodity. I also saw that um, Josh Nickelberry is back in the transfer portal, and the list of schools that were reaching out to him were not quite as not as, as illustrious. Not quite. Not, not, that they, not that we're saying Clemson is illustrious. No, but I mean, <laughs> you got what five ACC schools there in the yeah. mix, and you got LSU and Illinois. You got Pac-12 involved. USC's Big Ten, I guess technically now. But. You got some big names, yeah. but I saw like Josh Nickelberry. It was this is also according to Jake Weingarten. South Carolina, Middle Tennessee, Rhode Island, Iona, Duquesne, Elon, ODU, amongst others. I was like, Josh. So you better get to South Carolina in a hurry, man. Yeah. I mean, hell, you made it get to Rhode Island in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is ODU even relevant? No, they're still relevant somewhat. No, they've been, yeah. They're down. They've been down for a while. <laughs> like the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, North, according to Weingarten, also, North Carolina has also reached out to Jalen Withers. I mean,. He always lit up UNC. I can see why they would reach out to him. He always played great against UNC. I have a, like, I don't know why. I mean, because maybe it's because he has no, the Charlotte ties. Like, I feel like I wonder, did they reach out to him or did he reach out to them? Yeah, I mean, you never know for sure. But I mean, that, that wouldn't be. But any, yeah, any state in North Carolina, NC State, any, any university in that state, NC State as well, Wake Forest, I know you didn't mention, but none of those would shock me one bit if he went back to more home area. I saw one other a note of uh, another big-time name that entered the transfer world. I say big-time name, but he kind of fell off a little bit. I don't know if you remember Jalen Cohn, played at Virginia Tech. He was their, I think, second-leading scorer a couple of years ago when they were good. Uh, was a, a freshman All-American. He played really well against us, big-time three-point shooter. He, he entered the transfer portal, and he had a bunch of big-time offers. I think we reached out to him. A bunch of schools reached out to him. And he went to Northern Arizona because he said, he's like, he's like I want to be Max Acemas. I, I want to go out there. I want to score 25 points a game. I want to be one of the nation's leading scorers. And he played one season there. He averaged 17.6 points, saw his shooting numbers kind of dip a little bit, uh, but still is a close to 40% three-point shooter. And now he's back in the portal. He's like, he's like, I got my taste of the Big Sky Conference. I want to get back to playing in a Power 5 league. Let's make Bring this him. happen. I, we could use him. Although I don't think I don't know if he fits with the Kenny Payne mentality. I don't know if a guy who would go to Northern Arizona because he wants to shoot 40 times a game is going to really – mesh with Kenny Payne and what he's trying to do here. We've got shots available. We do have shots available. There's, we got we got more shots available than, than, than the bar at happy hour. Another college basketball note while we're reeling these off at the end of the hour. Did you see the, the Mike Bray stuff, how it all played out at, at South Florida? I didn't see the details. I saw it's I weird. The headline I saw was, and I'll tell you where I thought, where I, where I, how I read this headline. Even The actual headline was something along the lines of, he, he turned the job down because he wants to do TV. No. Or no, they didn't offer him the, yeah, that's the job. There was interest, but never an offer. He wants to pursue television, which when I read that, I see they begged him. He said, let me think about no, it. You're, you're wrong on this. And then I'm going to do television. Yeah, so, you're, you're getting all the details wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you how but, I saw it. Well, it didn't matter how you saw it. He told ESPN exactly what happened. He wanted the job. He interviewed for it. They didn't offer it to him. Well, they're stupid. And so he's going to go do TV now. He's not going to get interviewed for any other jobs, apparently. They once hired Stan Heath. I, yeah, it's a... I think for them, they're looking to rebuild entirely the program. Basically, their stance is we want a young guy who's going to be here for a while. He's going to build this thing back up. <laughs> and also, we don't think Bray's going to work very hard down here, which I, I mean, I'll say, like, I like Mike Bray a lot. I don't think he would have done well down there because I think he's kind of coasting a little bit. Be possible. I, don't, I think he would have just been there for three or four years. He would have made his assistants do everything, and then he would have retired. But yeah, they said all the reports that were out there, like, Bray's going to get this job. Bray's already accepted this job. He wanted it. They said no. 
kind of a weird deal. I, I, mean, I feel kind of bad for him. He had to reach out to ESPN to because to, they kept asking him, and he's like, I interviewed, I wanted it, they didn't offer it to me. I, 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 man, I never thought I would say this, but South Florida made a decision stupider than when they fired Jim Levitt at football. I mean, this this is, I mean, you're going to go get a young that's going to stay here? No, what's going to happen? You'll get a younger guy who went 18 games and he'll bounce for a better job. Well, I think they want to win 18 games at this point. I mean, Bray could probably get you 18 wins coasting. I don't know. He's going to be, you're going to be competitive. They've been bad. I mean, he coasted this year at Notre Dame and they were still better than us. Well, and we tried. They were the they, they, <laughs> we were the only team that they were better than though. They finished 14th, we finished 15th. Point it doesn't matter. He still he coasted and still better than us. Well, Trevor, everybody was better than us. We had four wins. That's a terrible comparison to make. Uh, no. California wasn't better than us. That's uh, fair point. Okay. You're right. Thank you. Yes. So Cal was worse every- than us. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody besides Cal. Hey, well, that's not everybody then. By the way, we're 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 clinging on to it. Words a, mean something, Mike. We're hanging on to a two ninety one Ken Palm rating right now. I think we're gonna stay in the top three hundred. I think we're gonna finish in the top three hundred. We're gonna drop out. We haven't even played two weeks. I think we're good. I feel like we're good. The <laughs> ACC sucking in the tournament didn't help us though. I love it. I feel like we we haven't even played in two weeks and we're still falling into the Ken Bomb. Well, no, we've been pretty much we've been pretty much here. We are five spots behind Arkansas State, who was so bad that they fired Mike Bellato. <laughs> but but we're two ninety one. But South 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 Florida, I don't know who they're going to hire. I mean, you hire somebody young, he'll he'll do good for a couple years, and he's going to bounce you. You go after a guy like Bray, he may coast, but he's still going to be probably more competitive than you've had. Odds are in your friend, your school's history. And he's not going to probably leave you for a better school. So, and then at best, if you go that path, then maybe one of his assistants has been doing all the work. will take over for him when he retires. And then you have maybe a younger coach that can help stay there. Well, I think the issue with Notre Dame is he lost all the assistants that had been doing the work for him. Well, and that's, he hired some new ones. And that's, well, that's what he did. And they have not been good the last few years. Well, I think, hire new ones again. I think that's kind of, <laughs> that's been the, that's been the read on what has happened, what's gone wrong at Notre Dame from that, a lot of people. That's a blunder. South, South Florida dropped the ball. They did not take the bull by the horns. I kind of disagree with you. I, I kind of think that they. I, I, I mean, they could hire somebody young and good and, and have a. Great I don't fault season. them for what they did. I, I, I guess if you look at it this way, so let's so say they do hire a young up and comer. He's a great year. They go to the Sweet Sixteen. It, maybe if you look at it that way and say, "Well, this was worth it," even though he's probably going to bounce, then well, yeah. being mediocre for they've never been go, to a Sweet Sixteen. Then you go back to being just awful again. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's a tough decision. I, guess. I think if Bray was really good down there, he'd probably bounce for another job in a few years. Possibly. Yeah. The issue is they've they've done this before, where they keep hiring retreads and they keep sucking. Like they they hire the Brian Greggies of the world and they just aren't good. Yeah, but no, they've but, seen enough. Well, they also went for the the the, the up and comer when they hired Orlando Antigua, and it didn't work out either. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't really a young guy. He was, no, he's a top assistant from UK. That's hiring an up and comer, so to speak. It was his first head coaching job, was it not? Which I think a lot of people wondered why it was. I think they. I think when you say an up up and comer, I think of a guy who's had head coaching experience and had success, like hiring Tobin Anderson from Fairleigh Dickinson, who's now at Iona. I think that's well, that's what I think that they're going at. I think it can under the umbrella that falls top assistant, my first job, or what you just described. I'm just I'm just telling yeah. what I think USF wants. I, I, I know. I don't think they want a, a a top assistant who's not been able to get a head coaching job somewhere else. Which is, yeah. I mean, they always have not. I mean, you could say the same about Tommy Lloyd, maybe. I'm I, Trevor, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I think USF wants. I'm not saying this is what I want or what they should do. I'm just telling you I think this is the direction that they're going because they've tried the other directions and it hasn't worked out. Uh, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll read, some of your, we'll read some of your Lucidity stories, why you think you deserve the tickets. 502-414-1450. 
We'll do that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Goodbye, blue sky. Goodbye, blue sky. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, welcome back in. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. We got Loose City season tickets we're giving away today. We get this, not the only ticket giveaway that we're going to do, but it's the first one. These are season tickets, $300 value. We asked listeners today for day one. It's a Wednesday. Not a whole lot going on in the world of Cardinal Athletics, so we're going to give the floor to you. Why do you deserve Loose City season tickets? And Trevor and I are going to pick the best, the best winner. Yes, and we do enjoy a suck up. We do. Yeah, just throwing that out there. If you want to send us something, too, we'll do, you know. So hit us up, 502-414-1450. So the first person who texted in said, because I asked TK what was in the box. <laughs> yes. I'm not, no pun intended. That's, how, that's thinking outside the box. That's right how there. we get the start right there. That's how. <laughs> the second texter, I deserve loose city season tickets because I played soccer at the J. Graham uh, Brown School back in the day. And I still love soccer. Furthermore, I went to UofL, never left a game before it was over while I had season tickets for football and basketball. I also think Trevor is a very handsome man. <laughs> and being bald is dignifying, Mike. Also, Jeff Greer is also my arch enemy. See, the, the, the flattery right off the bat. I can't question with all that with all that, that resume. Why doesn't he have tickets already? <laughs> I like it. Texas, so here's why I deserve Loose City season tickets. Not so much me, but rather my sister. I've been a lifelong fan, but she's just now gotten big into Loose City soccer and she's been dying to get season tickets with her birthday being soon. I feel like it would be an amazing gift for her and loads of fun to go with games. Go to the games with her. By the way, love the show. That's good. Good night. I, I glanced at a couple of these. I think a lot of people are going to use their kids, which is fine. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, I mean, sister, how old is the sister? Why are you asking? I'm just curious. Stop. We give two tickets. Maybe she has some nobody to go with. I mean, stop. <laughs> I can't. Can't pimp out the text line. <laughs> no, no, this is not. We're not. You're not going to let you leverage our season tickets into you trying to find love. You promised me love, damn it! It's going to happen. <laughs> Just not like this. Not like this. Very This is the cheap way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not beneath it. <laughs> Texas. I was raised in Louisville, and I love the city and the Cardinals. It was one of the main reasons I just moved back to Louisville after nearly 15 years in Lexington. God love you. I've lived most of my 20s and early 30s through sports and social outing hell. I need this. I, I like the plea. I enjoy the playing. Texas, I'd like to experience Lucidity for the first time ever. I've never been to a game, but I do hear it changes your perspective as a sporting event. Also, if I don't get these tickets, Trevor and Mike, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Threats work, too. Nice, nice callback, too. We're yeah, seeing, we I'd heard a good I know what you did last summer reference in a long time. We're seeing we're <laughs> seeing all sorts of different techniques. I'm liking all of them. 
I'm enjoying what I see. Uh, Texas says, Brian Ownby is my uh, son's favorite player. I've never been, and I'm black, so we don't play soccer, and I can take my son and my daughter. Wow. Name a player and black? I, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough worst to I like it. Man, that's a tough one. Texas, I've played soccer since I was a little kid and absolutely love the sport. I've been following the team since they have originated. My wife loves the sport as well. We are expecting a baby this November, oh, and I would love to be able to experience as many games as possible with my wife before the little one comes along. And I have no money or time. That's a plea to me. That's I mean, I, I understand the plea too. I mean, I get it. That's, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> these are your last days. If you want to go to soccer games every week, now is the time to make it happen. I get that. Texas, my two kids just started at Lou City and Racing Louisville Youth Academies on Monday night and have their first game on Saturday. My son is seven. My daughter is four. Both started at the Y, but love going to Lynn Stadium to watch the pros play. Looks like they're going to be playing at Lou City for Lou City before you know it. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, tickets. I have a six-year-old boy that is obsessed with soccer. Playing and watching soccer has become our bonding activity. Thanks for considering us. Uh, playing on my heartstrings of the father. I know. I know. I, I'm surprised he didn't send it in with an audio playing of Cats in the Cradle. Before that, that guy's most recent text was in February, and it was like, I just want to know if the text line works. <laughs> well, he's we confirmed that it worked. And text he, him back and he say still yes. didn't, He still didn't want to text in anything after that. Just wanted to know if it worked. And then had no thoughts after that. Did I reply to him on that text? Uh, no. Okay. I'm, sure, I, I, I'm sure I read it on air and was like, it does. You, you got it. This is why I deserve the Lucidity season tickets. I've taken my kids to almost every L home soccer game for the last 14 years. Now that they're old enough to appreciate the pro game, we want to support Lucidity as well. I also have nephews and a niece that will need some distractions and enjoyment over the coming year due to challenging family issue. Uh, we play Premier fantasy Premier League soccer and follow the game all over the world. We'd be honored to have the chance to support Lou City. I like wow, it. Wow, I mean, going deep. Texas moving back to Louisville this summer after being gone for the last six years for my wife's job. We have never been to Lynn Family Stadium. We have a two-year-old that would love to go to games. Also, Trevor is very good-looking. Go Cards. <laughs> they're going right after you. They know. <laughs> they they they're know fully aware who. Your name's on the marquee, but they know who puts it out. Who, who spells <laughs> know, out the letter? They know who's going to be more swayed. <laughs> yeah. Texas Mike and TK, we've been supporters since the beginning. My pregnant wife and I, there you go again, I love it, and I were at the championship game in 2017, less than a week before our son was born. I just started coaching my now five-year-old son's HYR soccer team, and I'd love to be able to take him to Lou City Games this year to enjoy time together and build his knowledge and interest of the game. Thanks for your consideration. Go Cards. Go City. I, mean, I really feel like I should be playing Cats in the Crowd in the background as you read these. Texas says, I like soccer. <laughs> I like that. That's, <laughs> you might be my leader, buddy. <laughs> the, the only one that might be that is if someone texts and I'll give it away. Soccer good. Texas, I deserve the Lucidity tickets uh, after getting beat out of my work NCA pool on a meaningless three-pointer in the TCU-Gonzaga game with oh, 0.7 man. seconds left from Brian D. That was one of the worst bad beats, right? It was terrible. He let, actually, it, he let actually, it, the ball roll all the way down and then buried the 28-footer. He didn't even like try to even like take a shot. He just kind of like tossed it. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, he doesn't look like he's actually shooting the ball, which I, I'm posed to everybody. I had TCU in that game. So I actually covered because of no. not my big 50 bucks I won. Texas, I deserve them because I still never got my prize for getting best text of the week. <laughs> That's on you, buddy. Not the text or Mike. <laughs> No, it's not. Remember the, the coupons? The place, the place changed names and then went on to the coupons. We, 
It was the first time we had prize giving. Like, hey, hold on, we're the, this thing's not going to fall before we get one. No, although we <laughs> we have set a bad precedent. Sanitation. I'm not very. I'm a little worried now. I just love because like we you know we Troy's been talking for like give all these free coupons to you know seafood and chicken, Ville seafood and chicken. Like we'll get. I'm like okay, that's a great idea for the the text line. We'll award a text line, and like that week. Troy's like, well, they just changed their branding. We're going to figure out next week if we can, if they're going to honor these gift certificates. And then the next week, he's like, no, they're not. They said no. Like, well, what would you change from seafood and chicken? Would be like barbecue and and pasta. I can't, they changed like a sushi place or something. That's, yeah. Like, well, we got this extra seafood sitting around. It's out there off. I think it's on popular level. I think okay. they brought it in. The food was good. Was it? When they brought it, it was, yeah. You had it. They, they brought it into the studio bunch. I had it. Yeah. I don't remember. You did. I think you took like one of the whole things on one time. Uh, that's that, that's that, <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> uh, the same guy earlier in the show said, "Well, there goes my plans tonight to watch Tomb Raider." Thanks, guys. <laughs> Texas, says, I want to score more goals. That's why I deserve the tickets. You want to score more? He also said, "I lost my virginity to Trevor's mom scoring the Lucidity title a couple of years ago. That was one of the easiest goals I've ever scored." <laughs> You're in my top five, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. You're about to, you're about to get a lot of it. Texture says, I deserve these tickets due to my loyalty to the show. You guys do a killer job. I want the tickets to take my eight-year-old daughter. It would be something for us to bond over with and cheer on the same team. I'm a UK fan, but I love your all show. My wife has been brainwashed into her being a U of L fan like you guys. If there's a game I can't make, I will make sure a diehard Lou City fan gets them for free. Even though the tickets are free, I will make it up in Bud Light sales. Keep up the good work. No way I win this. And then 20 minutes later, the same guy texted in and said, give the tickets to the black dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I like soccer and the black guy are in my top five. I like them. I like both those. Both of them are good. Uh, texture says, oh, let's say lengthy text. We all, I, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm a huge Louisville City fan. I followed them since they played at Louisville Slugger. Everything about soccer is amazing. Some people find soccer boring because you only see one goal in a game, but that's what makes it awesome. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time because you know every little cross, tackle, shot matters. If I if I love to win these tickets, thank you. Go Cards. Let's go City. And then sends in a picture of its kid in a Card Chronicle bird mask. I oh, like now that. they're sending in pictures. Yeah, well done. Less is more on the text. Texas, I want the tickets because I'm dying. Okay, no, I'm not. I just want the tickets. <laughs> Don't do that. Texas Louisville FCD once came into the bar I worked at, and I've never seen that much food uh, being eaten in one sitting. I'd love to see them doing their profession next time. Okay. Okay. Texas, would you be able to trade Lou City tickets for a slightly used tire gauge? That's the woman who got the tire gauge for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Texas says, if you give me the tickets, I will take the guy who keeps boning Trevor's mom to the games with me so Trevor can have some peace of mind. It's a good one, too. I missed it out. Can you read it one more time? Yeah. If you give me the tickets, I will take the guy who keeps boning Trevor's mom to the games with me so Trevor can have some peace of mind. It's a good one. You're you're in my top six now. Texture says, I'm just a single dude who would like the tickets. I like that one, I like, too. He, that, again, the less is more sometimes. Sometimes. I like that one. So right now, I've got, I like soccer. I'm a dude. Guy taking, uh, guy boning my mom to the game. <laughs> And black guy. That's our. 
to be fair, we don't know the race of the other people texting in. Only That's one of them has identified themselves <laughs> as a particular race. So there could, you know, who knows what's happening. Hey, he's smart enough to use that card. I don't blame him. It works. It works sometimes. Texas says, um, I deserve the tickets because I'm a, I've been a huge fan, sometimes borderline irrational of Louisville sports starting at a young age. Even with how bad it was this year, I couldn't help but go cheer on the team because I enjoyed it. I work, live, and attend class within 15 minutes of Lynn Stadium and will always be around to attend games. Also, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan and have been looking for a good club to put my interest in. Season tickets will be a perfect opportunity. Also, I can help TK find love. Also, I don't have kids yet can turn up at the games like these other MFs can't. Yeah, the ones talking about the wife's are pregnant. I don't. The only thing that bothers me that is like it's like, like you're just bragging to me that you get you're getting sex and I'm not. Well, that's that's a very you thing. <laughs> I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> hey, I've got a pregnant wife. Well, congratulations, buddy. Texas says I deserve the tickets because I want them. Also, if the game gets boring, I'll streak across the field. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Texas says football is life. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Right? Ted Lasso. I get that. Yeah. Texas says, yes, the text line works. It's the guy who texted <laughs> early. Texas says, can I split them with the black guy? <laughs> it's the guy earlier who had the lengthy response and then said, give the tickets to the black dude. Now he wants to know if he can split, <laughs> split them. it with him. I just can't wait to hear all the other. I'm Hispanic. <laughs> Texas says, it sends the Jordan picture of the, the, with the meme that says, F them kids, to all the people mentioning their kids. <laughs> and then he says, I'm also black. <laughs> Texas, we all trade a ham radio for the Lady Gaga tickets. Was that a reference to something? I don't know. I don't get it. If it is, I'm sorry. Texas, give the tickets to the Bring Brom Home guy. No, oh, I mean he, he, he. I think he should get some tickets at some point. Patrick can get him whatever he wants. <laughs> Texas, the consi- you said I wasn't eligible. <laughs> Texas, considering the number of listeners who are boning Trevor's mom, I'd say that one guy is going to need a lot of extra tickets. It's my mom suddenly becomes the fun of the show. <laughs> I don't know. It's because you welcome it. I mean, it was okay when it was just one dude. <laughs> one guy. But now there's like a line for Every, me. Everybody's <laughs> getting in on it now. Like, what the hell, man? It's not fair. <laughs> Texas, I'm going to bring Patino, Patino to the game with me. <laughs> Texas, give them to the possibly black guy. <laughs> We're questioning it now. Hey, <laughs> Or do we need to see authenticity before we give them up? The guy who asked who, who asked earlier about the text line working says, Trevor, I'm actually Hispanic. I promise. <laughs> so there you go. Those are our those are our current entries. Entries and races. Texas says, No, Trevor, I literally know what you did last summer. I'm your old mailman. It's that guy again. <laughs> oh, dude, it's your the, old mailman. The guy that never even got to tip. <laughs> he knows what you did. It was, I mean, it was not tip. Oh, wait. He's wait a minute, he's seen my un un un, organ, un Addressed packages and play Oh, gloves. boy. Winner. <laughs> that was a great – those were some great submissions. I laughed They are good. That was, that was are, very yeah. good. That was, I, I enjoyed all of that. I mean, I, I, I laughed. I cried. I was flattered, offended, uh, learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. We're going to keep – we'll keep taking some more. We're going to announce the winner at 530. So if you still have, if you haven't gotten in your story for why you deserve Loose City season tickets, you can still text yours yeah, in at 502-414-1450. Like so it is tough. But, it, look. We get paid the big bucks for a reason, and it's to determine who deserves Blue City tickets, who gets free tickets. and who doesn't. <laughs> and if you don't get tickets and you still want to buy season tickets, again, first home match is Saturday, and you can buy them on your own by visiting uh, lucity.com slash tickets. You can also call 502-LUCITY. Get yours today. $17 per ticket. It's a great deal, even if you don't get them for free. And again, the first home match is this Saturday, March 25th. 
Uh, the home slate's great this year. They're going to host San Antonio FC. It'll be a rematch of last year's USL Championship. Indy 11, the hated Indy 11 team, is coming to town in July. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also have racing season tickets to give away. We'll do that a little bit next week. We may have some individual tickets, too, as time goes on. I think we're the plan for this week, if you're trying to look ahead, if you're, if you're, if you're worried you're not going to get the tickets today, the plan for this week is we're giving away season tickets today. We're going to give away another season ticket package tomorrow. Friday, I think we're going to give away just a couple of individual tickets to the home opener for Saturday. And then next week, we'll do some racing season tickets, some racing individual tickets, because their home opener is going to be April 1st. And then we've got shirts, we've got scarves. We're going to be getting all giving away all sorts of, of racing Louisville and Louisville City FC stuff for these next uh, several weeks. But we're excited that soccer's back. We didn't have a great basketball season, so we need to turn our attention to something else. And thankfully, soccer is. And Louisville City's been champion of all champions in this league. They're rolling. They're killing it. They, they, they got beaten in the finals last year. I couldn't remember. But they yeah. won the Eastern Conference. I was going to say, I remember them getting Eastern Conference. I couldn't remember if they lost the championship or not. I couldn't remember. I watched it, and I couldn't remember. Speaking of getting excited for what's next, did you see the video that UofL Football put out last night for the first spring practice? Oh, did I ever. My goodness. I, I got mean, goosebumps. I got, yeah. It was, I mean, I don't even know a way to describe it without being perverted. That was exciting. It was Boner Jams 2020. Oh, it was. I mean, amen. Jeff Brom's voice, some nice highlights, shot at Cardinal Stadium. It was it was incredible. I was I was very excited. I've I've watched it. I even watched uh, his his you know little media scrum that he did right afterwards. I watched that online as well. wasn't much to take from it, but I watched it. Um, I'm I'm so ready for football to get here now. Like I know I know I'm still enjoying March Madness and. Maybe it was just having just the one day removed from basketball. And, and the timing of this dropping of this video was perfect for the, the mode I was in. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. I just, I am, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to, you know, this weekend in basketball. But I'm still looking forward to football to get started. And I know I've got a little ways to go, but, oh, I cannot wait. Football is brutal because they, they do the thing where they tease you. Like, basketball ends, and then you get a taste with spring practice and some notes and all this stuff. And it makes you feel like the actual season's closer than oh, it like is. Six months but the reality is we're, yeah, we're, we're five and a half months yeah. from the beginning of September, which sucks. But we had some tidbits yesterday. Uh, real, the, real quick, Brad, where, okay. where are you in excitement? Because I, I was thinking about this last night. Because like, I'm watching this, and I watched the media scrum, and I read some, some stuff from some practice reviews. Particularly from our boy, uh, uh, Keith. Car Chronicle. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. I didn't almost start this because I didn't want to say Ken. I was like, I've already called him his wrong name, his brother's name, multiple times anyway. Um, but between all that, like my excitement level, I feel like, like I'm going into year two of Bobby Petrino 1.0, but on steroids. I say year two because year one we had still the mystery. Year two we were like, we're, we we might national championship this. Well, year two was Lamar's first season. No, not of 1.0. Of 1.0, oh, yeah. The, you're talking about the 04 season. Yes. 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 I was, yeah. 04, no, 05, no. 06, the hype was insane for all yeah, those seasons. Not, not, because the first year we had, we didn't know. You're right. We didn't know. And 04, we knew we were going to be like, good. Like, that's where I'm at right now. Like, positive attitude. And then Patrino, I guess, still had the heart at that point, even though he was probably thinking about where he was going to go next. But that that's where I'm at. Like, going into year two, Patrino 1.0. Almost just like on positive steroids. I, that, that is how excited I am right now. I do feel like I'm kind of back in that mindset of that that first Petrino era, and to a lesser extent, kind of like the second Petrino era when Lamar, where like I'm gobbling up every piece of football news that's out there. Because mm-hmm. last year, even though you know I was excited for some of the seasons, and I was certainly 
optimistic for some and hoping for the best all the time. It just didn't have the same unbridled joy. And I'll be honest, like basketball being so far down on the men's side has played a part in this. Like I'm desperate for one of the spotlight sports to be really good again. So like I found myself watching that video like three times last night and then reading (laughs) Keith's report and getting so excited by what he had to say. And just, you know, it does feel like a throwback to when I was just so ready for football. The entire summer just felt like this gigantic countdown. Whereas last year, it was just this, you know, the main narrative was, are we going to win seven games and keep Satterfield or are we, could we win eight? And like, you just felt like, who knows how this season's going to go, but it feels like, you know, we could win nine games potentially. It feels like we could win, you know, things go great, 10 games. It feels like at the very least we should win seven or eight games and be competitive. And if nothing else, we're, we know we're going to play an exciting brand of football. We know that Jeff Brom is going to bring the energy that it's felt like the program has been lacking the last few years. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very, very excited. I don't. I don't want to, people to think that like I'm setting the bar because I compared it to that. Like that, if he doesn't win like ten or eleven games, I'm disappointed. That's not the case. It's just the excitement level. It's just, yeah, the excitement. I mean, do I feel like this team? I mean, anything short of eight wins probably I would be slightly disappointed, depending on the situation. But even then, I mean, if this team goes seven and five. I mean, it's not black and white by record. I mean, it's you know there could be circumstances around a seven and five season that would make me just as positive going into year two. Sure. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, maybe Plummer gets hurt, and you know, we don't we don't have uh, uh, what's his name from from California available. I mean, I can't believe I already brain farted on his name. Clarkson. Clarkson, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so there, who knows? But but right now, I'm looking. I'm thinking eight wins, maybe nine. Petrino's first year was a nine win team. Uh, that's that's where I'm at, and I, just the potential of going into year two is. Oh man, I just, I'm right I can't remember the last time I've been. This, I mean, it's. I'm thinking like. Going into 2013 basketball season, that I've been this excited about a little bit sports team. I've been pretty excited. I mean, I was real excited about 14 the next year, too. I thought well, we were going to win it all. Um, and we, I was more for 13, probably, because I knew we had Siva back and everything. We yeah. had more of a chance, but yeah. Now, Keith did go to practice yesterday. He did. And he wrote a, a nice report on cardchronicle.com. Uh, he talked about how the, the practice mixed some position drills with some seven-on-seven se- seven stuff, some team settings where the, the full team went against each other. Here's what he say. Here are the big notes from his practice report. I highly suggest again, if you're if you're like us and you're just gobbling up every piece of U of L football news that's out there, uh, he's got a lengthy report. But to, some of the big highlights, he says starting with quarterback, Jack Plummer is obviously the starter according to Keith. He said the rest of the uh, the group is competing for the backup job at this point. It seems like Plummer looked like the veteran starter that the team needed from the portal and. Outside of one drop snap, I don't think he did anything that made me feel any concern that he could, couldn't could lead this offense. Now, he said the best of the rest. And we know, again, Pierce Clarkson is out right now. He's got the broken toe. Yeah, he's not available for the start of spring practice. I think he, he should have mentioned that in the article. But, yeah. I, yeah, but it was, it's on the side. You can look at the other stories. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go click on other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Read the whole site. Don't just <laughs> pick and choose. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. You're right. But he said Caleb Johnson looked like the best of the rest. He said that's not to say that he looked great, but he was more consistent than Brock Doman and Evan Conley. Johnson underthrew a couple of throws down the field, but he picked out the open guy very well in every dropback. As for the other guys, there was a lot left to be desired. I kind of forgot that Evan Conley was here. Like I, I think a lot of people just assumed he was going to go to Cincinnati with Satterfield, but he's still here. I mean, who, I, I like that he's here. Who among our backups have we not forgotten at some point is still here? I mean, well, I knew Brock was still here. Yeah, but he's the only one. Evan and and uh, Caleb are both the guys that we. We have, we've never we, seen we Caleb. We spent last play. year wondering if they ever showed up. Well, Caleb was a weird deal where 
I still don't know what was going on there. Like, he didn't even travel with the team a couple of times, but he, I'm surprised that we didn't see him at any point. I'm most, it, Conley not going to Cincinnati is, I mean, I, can, I guess he, he loves it here. Him. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm good with that. I mean, he knows he's probably not going to play. I mean, he's, what, at best, the fourth man on the depth chart, probably the fifth if Clarkson's healthy. Like, it, it's weird to say because he had his moments as a true freshman back in the day, but. I mean, we've probably seen the last of him playing a meaningful snap, if I had to guess. But uh, the hip injury is a killer for him. But he's, I don't think you're ever going to see him look the way that he did before it. But who knows? Uh, but he apparently and Brock Doman looked like they weren't as good as Caleb Johnson yesterday, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Keith talked about, and I agree with him, running backs, especially in these open practices where they're not going full speed or they're not doing full t- – it's impossible to judge. Like, you know, it's like – when you just take a hand off and run, it's like, ooh, he's got a great burst. Like, well, there's nobody there. It's like, what are, we, what are we looking at here? He caught that pass out of the backfield. Yeah, well, there was nobody coming to hit him. It's just, it's tough to really take too much away from what running backs do. He said all three running backs did spend time with the first group. Isaac Garendo was noticeably bigger than the other backs, which is kind of expected. He's a, he's a big dude. Uh, wide receivers, he said, that stood out to him today, or yesterday, I should say, Jamari Thrash. Big-time transfer had a very he-just-looks-better-than-everybody-else type of day, uh, kind of like he saw from Devontae Parker back in, in the day. Not comparing him to Parker, but just saying that he stood out in a similar way. He said Kevin Coleman looked he's good. He's nowhere near as big as Parker either. He's, no. That's like six, five, ten kid, yeah. Uh, but Kevin Coleman, he, he was just saying he stood out. I know. Uh, Kevin Coleman, the, the transfer from, from, from Jackson State, should team up with Thrash. Uh, we know that Chris Bell was not playing. Um, he, he's out for the entirety of spring practice. Keith also said William Foles, the freshman, was the best freshman that he saw. He was very physical against press coverage, which is not always the norm when it comes to young guys. Open all the time. Uh, did not see him drop a pass. That's good news. And Foles is, is, I mean, you've got four incoming true freshman wide receivers. You assume that at least one of those guys is going to see the field right away, is going to see relatively big snaps. And maybe it winds up being Foles. Who knows? Uh, uh, did Huggins Bruce? I didn't hear. Why didn't he mention his name? Was he not practicing, or did he, did he transfer? It? I don't realize it. Uh, I think he's still on the roster, isn't he? That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, wait a second. I mean, because that was like one of the few names I was like, yeah, I know, I know, Braden tra- entered the portal. Braden's right? was in the portal. Yeah, yeah, I knew he went in the portal, but I mean, I and thought, the kid in D Wiggins. Yeah, so I thought Huggins Bruce was the only one we actually got back. I mean, I, did he have eligibility left? I thought he did. I mean. Because yeah, he was only a sophomore last year. Yeah, I think he's back. I mean, maybe Keith just didn't mention. Maybe he didn't play. I mean, and then uh, that's okay. I don't mind hearing about the two newcomers because Thrash and Coleman. I, I do have big high hopes for from from their transfers and what they saw. We saw from what's his name did Jackson State as a freshman, and the other dude's a four year starter at Georgia State, which is a solid lower level program. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I was just curious. I mean, I, just, I don't know why. I just thought maybe maybe he said something to you, but I didn't because I didn't see his name mentioned at all in the article. Well, I think they just didn't didn't stand out. We'll have to circle that down as a question when we have him on the show. Yeah. Uh, he said Jamari Johnson, though, was the most impressive freshman. And I saw this from a lot of people that were at practice yesterday tweeting it out. Like He is the tight end recruit who's a, yeah. a big-time recruit. We were able to, able to hold off Oregon and some other big-time schools at the last second. And it's weird. This is a kid that you know, should be a senior in high school right now. And apparently he just looks bigger and better than everybody right now, which is kind of crazy. I mean, Jeff Brom loves to use his tight ends. This could be an NFL tight end. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play right away. I assume he's probably going to see the field. He seems like he's that good. But that's exciting to hear, that he's like this massive human being who runs and catches passes the way the massive human being should not 
do. Like he, he's, it sounds like from everybody who was at practice yesterday and from what we've heard before, like, you know, his high school career, kid's just the real deal. And I'm yeah. excited about him. I expect, I, I would expect to see him get significant playing time, especially with Marshawn entering the, in the new draft. I wouldn't say surprisingly, but a little bit surprisingly with him going. And I know some people might say, well, if Marshawn wasn't tight and he was a, a H back or whatever, it's like, tomato, tomato. So there, there was clearly an opening now with that, with that position. And, and, I think Johnson would be perfect to fill it, especially in this specific offense. Like the, I think Ford would have been great in this offense too. But I just, I mean, I get where his position was. He wanted to go chance to take go pro. Yeah, I mean, he's he's bigger. I think Jeff likes the a little bit more of the the bigger tight ends, and he does. Like you said, well. Ford is not an NFL size tight end. No. He just he was kind of an, a tweener, but he thrived in Satterfield's offense for sure. Yeah, your minimum on your tight ends, especially for Brahms, are probably six four, and, and Ford was at best six two. Yeah, he's. He, but we loved Marshawn. We'd love to have him, him back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I get why. Big fan. This is maybe a even though he did go to Ballard, slightly better fit. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take some texts. 502-414-1450. We'll get back into the the, the loose city text, and also just some. You guys have some general questions we can get to as well. It's a what, what do we do for Wednesday? Weird Wednesday? Throwback Weird Wednesday? I think it's a, a wacky tobacky Wednesday. Listening to Pink Floyd. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. More of that coming your way next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. back in Wednesday edition Mike Rutherford show 1450 during the break Trevor so we talked about L. Ellis made a announcement today talking about going declaring for the NBA draft but keeping his collegiate eligibility left and we've kind of been wondering you know you mentioned trainer James Huntley Hatfield Really, the only guys left, I guess, Hersey Miller, that we haven't heard decisions from. And Trainer, you know, we've been talking about he keeps posting pictures of him in U of L stuff, and you know he's kind of implying that he's coming back. And he's excited about it. He just posted a video like 15 minutes ago, okay, which said, "I can't lie, some done pissed me off. I'm back up on that sh expletive expletive." And it's a video of him, his highlights from this past year. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It seems to me like he's he, – and I would be doing this exact same thing. If I was in a situation where I'm at a place like Louisville and I know the bulk of the fan base really wants me to come back, I'm milking this for all it's worth, especially after a 4-28 and season. Like, I I, mean, any positive reinforcement, like, I, like, every single day I'd be, like, back up on that stuff. And, like, one picture of me in, like, Louisville stuff. It's like, year three, question mark. Like, that would be me every single day. Just, like, give me all the, the retweets and the likes. And it seems like he's kind of doing that right now, which I applaud. 
I mean, why don't he just put out some clues and make his decision in like a hidden uh, treasure hunt and they see if the first fan that can get it, they can post it on, on Facebook. <laughs> I think it's, it, it, it is kind of, and this is, it sounds mean, but I, I, I can't help it. This is what I think of whenever I see this, but like Ellis will put out a highlight video, like some of the guys who have left to put out highlight videos and it's all like them looking really cool. Like, they, you know, they're hitting a three, like putting up the three in like somebody's face, or like doing like the you're too small thing after dunking. And I, like, all I can think of the entire time I'm watching these videos is we're four and 28. Like, they, like every single time I see any of it, I'm like, I just, I want to get into these highlights, but I just, I can't get over. We need to just, we need a new season so desperately. And I know that this season's not, even over yet, but we need a new season so desperately just to wipe that taste. Cause I, I, right now, anytime I see anything related to Louisville basketball, the recruiting news is great. And I, I'm, I'm excited about that. But when I see like highlights from the past year or like videos of Kenny Payne or all I can do is, is, is think of last season. And I, I've, I've got to get that taste gone. It needs to be gone. And that's yeah, a bad taste to have in your mouth. It is. It Where is. did the whole head pat you're too small start? Do we know? It's been around for a couple years now. Has it been? But like, I don't remember seeing it until just like last year, though. I mean, that's, that shouldn't shock nobody. I understand. Like the dunking on your head thing, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a lot, yeah, I think like the last couple of years. It's still relatively recent. Who came up with that? I don't know. I feel like it all just it comes from AAU. I just blame everything. <laughs> I blame, just blame everything on like, AAU. Where, where do all the hits? Like, I, I mean, Whenever there's a bad basketball trend that you don't get, you're like, the kids shouldn't be doing Just blame it on AAU. That's like, where it comes from. Like, I, I think the goggles started with Daniel Gibson, I want to say, with. In Cleveland, back in like '05, the goggles was like an old, yeah, yeah. That was, and I know, and in the UK, like they, they, they tried to claim, they it, thought they were the only ones. To, no, and then it was like they had a player who did the bow and arrow thing, and they're like, they're like that's our thing. I'm like, people have been doing the bow and arrow thing See, for like three years. That was Wesley Matthews, I think. Like, I feel like he was the first one I saw do that. With like when he was in Portland and Marquette, I remember it being a thing in the NBA for a while. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's the only he's the first one I saw do. It. I could be wrong again, but but like yeah, the head pat. Like I didn't even see the head pat until. I want to say it was last year, and I don't remember what game it was. Someone did it, and they got teed up for it. Oh, really? And I was like, why did they get teed up for patting themselves on the head? Like, And then the announcer, which which doesn't make me feel any less cool or old, had to explain that that's the you know smack talk for getting done. I'm like, great. 75-year-old announcer yeah. is letting you know what his little, the lingo is these Perry, days. Perry Clark knows it. I know. <laughs> Perry Clark like, for all the for the for some of the older listeners out there, maybe don't know what's happening here. Let me <laughs> let me explain. That's how I felt. You're like. 73, Perry. <laughs> now I know why he keeps his job as an announcer. I mean, yeah. gotta keep but, up with the trends. So I don't know. I just is, what 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 is the other trends now? Like to go to sleep. I think I think. Well, they do the you know they do the head pat when you dunk on somebody's yeah. head, but they also do if you score on somebody in the paint who's like smaller than you, they put the hand down where like you're too little. Okay, I don't, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, you know, players were doing it all year. I think there's, I, there's actually one on that trainer video where he's doing that. Like, he's, I remember. too small. Back, back. My first back in my day reference of the week. I Here think. we go. Back in my day, you know, in the uh, old days of the and one t shirt smack talk, because I'm the bus driver, I take you to school. Uh, like, the only one I remember. <laughs> big dog shirts. Oh, God. Yeah. I had, I had like three big dog shirts. I had a big, big dog shirt. shirt. I had. I had the end one shirts too. I know you had end one shirts. Did you, I had a no fear shirts. Remember the no, oh, no oh fear yeah, shirts? yeah. I had a fear because I used to. I was a catcher in little league, and when I started playing like AAU, and I had a shirt, a shirt that said, "Fear, don't bat on it." Sandy Alomar Jr. <laughs> awesome. I it was love great. The Jr. I love the shirt. Uh, I love the Alomars in general. Uh, but yeah, the only you're one Roberto, I could, you're such a Roberto. Oh, I, you know I am. You love Come spitting on, on bombs. I, I would do it for him every. I would. <laughs> if, the, if, the rough, if, if that ump tried to spit back at him, I don't care if he wasn't Oreo at the time. I'd have jumped in front of that like a like a Secret Service man blocking a bullet for the president. I'd be like, no. 
He won us two World Series titles. <laughs> we haven't won two playoff games since. Uh, <laughs> oh, the uh, the only thing I remember is like if you if you hit a shot and someone's right in your face, like in the eye, and you point your eye to somebody. Yeah, like that was the only one we did. I guess we let's talk about my generation or something. I don't know who. Um, the that's the only thing I remember doing. So, and I don't even know where that started. Really, I'm yeah. Sure. There's got to be a website that has like the history of, of trash talk in sports and where it starts. That would be a great website to come up with. Every answer is just AAU. Well, I mean, because we know where that, like, for someone that goes something like the high five, the one of the originals, guess where it started? You're in Louisville. There's we debate know about that. that, though. There's, there's, there's debate. There's debate because people are stupid and don't realize that it was here in Louisville. Because it doesn't. Um, there's a baseball team that tries to claim it, too. No, it, it's um, Dusty Baker claims that he did it. Well, Dusty Baker got hit in the head too many by too many pitches. And there's a video of him doing it before the 80s, which that was, that ruins was, our that claim. Wasn't, that wasn't a high five. That was He had an itch in his armpit, and he was just lifting his arm to scratch it. It's generally accepted that Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke of the Dodgers did it on October 2nd, 1977. Nope. That is, that is uh, what was the word you just used? Allegedly? That is allegedly wrong. We had, I think we had uh, Milt Wagner on the show, the, the old show one time. It was either Milt Wagner or Wiley Brown. Because they used to come on because they were good friends with with Ramsey, and when I when I asked him about it, I'm like, you know, they said he's like nobody's told me wrong, and so until somebody proves me yeah. wrong, I'm saying I did it. We did. We were the first ones to do. It. I'm like, we I like it. that. We invented it, which is it's other ours. Re- which is another reason why I don't get why we don't get a thirty for thirty. Magic Johnson also claims that he invented it. Magic Johnson claims a lot of things. He also claims he didn't. There was no cure for AIDS, and we Easy. all know that. Easy. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I I knew the next sentence out of your mouth was going to be something about AIDS, and I just did not. It was I mean, better than the, I thought it was. The man married a be. woman named Cookie, okay? Can we can trust anything he says? Okay. <laughs> Name's Cookie, for God's sake. Anyway. So, yeah, so, but we know where that started. I don't know. I'd just like to know maybe history of the the other, the new antics and maybe where they. I'd love to see a website of that. Or Texture's. Listen, if Texture has proof and can tell me where it came from, that's definitely going to help you get maybe get some Loose City tickets. Yeah, let us know. I was looking for some texts that aren't about the Loose City tickets, but now, like, every time I... It's just a lot of people talking about boning her mom. Uh, <laughs> I think mom might be driving around. She might be listening. I hope she's not. The text line, in a shameless ploy to try to get season tickets to make jokes, they've they've zeroed in on Trevor's mom, and it's not... It's well, not I was walking around the house yesterday singing Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know. Texts just <laughs> say, I need Trevor to explain what the Fed raising interest rates means to him. The Fed raising interest rates? Yeah. It means the government's out to get you. Great answer. By the way, you talked about Wiley Brown. I got to interview him once. And Dugan, I think it was Dugan or Handsome Jimmy, I forget who was with us. Like, so mad at me because literally the first question I asked him was, you play, you you were with the Eagles during preseason football. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, is the hole in the in the locker room that looks into the women's the the, the cheerleaders changing room was that true? Oh God! And he just looked at his, his actual response wasn't denial. It was how'd you know about that? <laughs> and I was like, it is true. You have to lead into that. You have to loosen them up first. You can't oh, just start with that. I mean, <laughs> I could go so many directions. What you just said. Oh, I know, and that's the problem. <laughs> like that's who you are. You just you, you can't. There's no build up. There's no foreplay with you. Yeah, board plays boring. It's overrated. For, to you. <laughs> it is overrated. Explain so much right there. <laughs> you answered just more questions than we've ever You really asked. did. You, you, we know everything we need to know about you. Texas, I know why CK couldn't stop watching Tomb Raider. 
Alicia Vikander. Oh, that's, she's that's, hot. Yeah, is she the, is the she new one, Laura Croft. Yeah, she's. Not, I mean, nothing against Angelina Jolie, but yeah, the new one. She's got like, and she's got the like the perfect British accent, which which does it for me a little bit. I kind of think that I saw the first. Cause, so my sister, like, she was never into video games. The one video game that she ever played was Tomb Raider. I never, and so I think she yeah. watched the movie. I just remember it ended with because her dad in the movie is is John Voight, like her real dad. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's correct. And I think I watched it at one point. I feel like I've seen clips of it. I've never actually sat and watched it. Um, but you've watched, you'll watch a, a terrible sequel that was so well, bad that it no, couldn't even get another sequel. Technically a reboot. Okay, a reboot. That was so bad that it couldn't even get its own sequel. Because the original was bad and did get a sequel. On TBS. <laughs> yeah. USA. US Come on, worse. give respect, respect is due, man. <laughs> Texas, was Trevor watching that movie with Grave Lady? Grave Lady? Oh, the- <laughs> Tomb Raider and Grave Lady. Oh, by the way, I was talking to a friend of mine who knew her as well. He reminded me of another tidbit about her. I completely forgot to bring oh up. Oh, my God. I don't even want to know. This is years after the offering of the grave. I forgot about this. Like, because when I was, I told him I told this story on the air. By the way, can we, real quickly, I do want to hear this. But when we brought it up when Al Snow was in here on Monday, yeah. he was horrified. Like, <laughs> the look on Al's face, who's a professional wrestler who's seen some stuff in his who's day. Who's seen some stalking, good level stalking. The look on his face was like, oh my God. Like, he was he was truly shocked when we brought up that story. So, I mean, because she, she would end up having like four or five kids, but, uh, like I, I guess no, no, that's no problem. I mean, two were with one father. I know the same father, and then she had two more with two separate. One right after we broke up, um, she hooked up with some guy like the, like two days after we broke up, and then get knocked up with uh, little Casper. But the um, but later on, I forgot about this. I, uh, she ended up getting married to a dude who was on death row. No, at no, Louisville. and I can't remember what I don't remember his name. I remember he was on death row for like a murder at the airport or something. And she was like utterly convinced he was innocent, and she ended up marrying him while he was on death row. I think, opposed to her. There's a whole lot of people who do that. Yeah, I know. There's like there are specials on people who fall in love with like murderers and people who are in jail, and like they have this whole thing. And I understand hearing stories about her from before this happened probably lessens the shock of her marrying him. But yeah, it's it tracks, and I'm for sure. And and he was he did she did not get him off. Death row. He, I, I think he was, I believe, executed, or he maybe still on death row. Oh God, um, I can't remember his name. I look because this guy. Remember, this was also. I mean, I'm gonna have to ask the obvious question though. Here, this was, I think, want to say 2010, maybe when I think she got married to him, 2010, 2011, maybe. Has she asked asked anybody to help dig this guy up? <laughs> if he was executed or not, I don't know. I don't know because I don't think we've had an execution in Kentucky in like decades, right? No, it's been a while. Yeah, so I don't think. I mean, we have death row, but I think so. I assume he's still on death row, and I don't remember what it was. He was he was convicted of a murder. It was like at the airport or something back in like two thousand. So and you know how that goes. And then he was by the time he was. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, but yeah, you've been down that road, right? You know, and then eventually by two thousand ten, he was on death row. So that's yeah, so, so, But I assume she's got divorced because I think she remarried since. Or maybe he divorced her after she got pregnant again and he realized it couldn't have been his. The last person, so capital punishment got reinstated in, in the United States back in 1976. Okay. Only three people have been killed in Kentucky since then. The most recent was in 2008. Oh, who was it? Did it say? Marco Allen Chapman. Is that the guy? No. That sounds like the dude that killed Lennon. No. This that is... was John Chapman. 
Uh, he was 37 when he was killed, but it's only happened three times. 97, 99, and 2008 are the only. No, I want to say they got married like like right after that. So he, so I guess he's still either. So there. she married a death row inmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is somebody that you. How long did you date this person? Oh, like a year. You dated somebody for a year. I was. I was that married in, in, in a murderer, and then also was dating a professor, which is kind of. I mean, <laughs> you think you're different than the professor. You look great compared That's to like the murder. Going on a run around Gilligan's Island. This is a this is quite the resume when it comes to to past lovers, uh, and then a professor who she wanted to have his body dug up. Yeah, and in between, she also wanted to have the Watterson changed because she felt that it was named after a man who Watterson was completely racist. That's fine. Kind of ahead of her time on that one, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't. <laughs> one thing is not like the other here. If we're talking about her her attributes, I don't know what to do with this. And and she does have four. Well, I think she has five now, even though one I think passed. So, what do their kids think when their mom's marrying a, a death row inmate? I mean, the kids are. I mean, she's got the Rainbow Coalition going on in, in the household. She's got like two. She's got like three mixed kids and two white kids. So, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a household. <laughs> I always felt bad for her dad. Yeah. Because she still lived in his house. Like he was divorced and just gave up on life, I guess. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> it's like how Bundy had more spirit left by season four. <laughs> he uh, out there knows me and listening. I, I guarantee he's shaking their head right now going, he's not lying. Yeah. Uh, Texas, this is uh, the game. Lugo, I, I mentioned I went to the first Reds game I ever went to. And I got to go down in the clubhouse afterwards, which was awesome. Steve Paris gave up three home runs in, in one inning. And he says, Lugo, Bagwell, Alou, back-to-back-to-back versus Steve Paris, July 26, 2000, top of the sixth inning. Yeah, that's exactly when it was. That was your first game? First game. I'd never been to an MLB game before that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I went to to the second-to-last game in 94 before the strike. The Breds and Braves, Kent Merker pitched. So we were supposed to, before the strike, my mom, she was a preschool teacher even back then, she had Stan Musial's granddaughter in her class. That's awesome. And, like, the Musial's daughter was was the, the little girl's mom, and she like loved my mom, and so they hooked us up with Stan Musial's like tickets. He now at that point he was still was he still, He's alive? still alive? Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. He, he I mean I, this this is before the strike. This is like the early now. I'm young. Oh okay yeah yeah. This is oh, I'm still young. I'm 14. And now. so like we had t- we were gonna go to St. Louis for a whole weekend. We had tickets where like we'd be able to put our feet up on the dugout. We could be, go up to the box, the suite if we wanted to. Oh. Like, all this and the strike happened literally the week before we were supposed to go. I know you love baseball, but that if, if you it were to tell brutal. if you were to tell me like why you don't like baseball and that is the reason, I would one hundred percent understand. And again, like this is what I'm like, like I'm, I could I'm really someone. getting into baseball. Oh at this yeah, point in my life. Like, yeah, I'm, you I'm, were what what eight nine ten? That's perfect. No baseball. nine nine. You're yeah. right. Like I didn't really get out of baseball until I was about thirteen or fourteen, and I started getting more into basketball and football and everything. But yeah, baseball was my first. I mean, well, this was I was always basketball was my favorite sport growing up, but this was kind of the age where I was starting to. Even then, I was realizing, like, I'm better at baseball than I think these other sports. And so because of that, I'm getting more into baseball. And, like, I remember when we were nine, it was the first year my, I had a team that won the championship at St. Matthew's. So, like, I'm all about baseball at this point, mm-hmm. and I'm really getting into watching baseball. And, yeah, like, getting to go to an MLB game. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better about this is I'm worried. I hate the Cardinals. If I'd had that experience as a nine-year-old, would you be? Yeah. I, maybe I would have liked the Cardinals at that point. They, I don't know. Were they playing the Reds? Do you remember? I have no idea who they were playing. Who they would have played? No idea. Never got to go to the old Bush. I've been to the, the newer Bush Stadium, but I never got to go to the old one. 
the same same texter who says the back to back to back to that was actually a lie. Daryl Ward made an out in the middle before the Alu homer. Incredible lineup ran out that there that day by Houston. Mitch Molusky catching Chris Truby at third and notoriously falsely charged drug lord Octavio Dotel on the hill. Red Skeller. I don't know. There's a lot of steroids in that in that Astros lineup. It sounded like the only the Moises Alu home run. I remember it was if you remember the old Riverfront Stadium. They had the di- the different colored seats. Mm-hmm. It went all the way up in the red seats. Like oh, it wow. was. I've never heard a crack of the bat sound like that. And I just remember being like, oh my god. And we went down to the clubhouse and I got to uh, King Griffey Jr. Accidentally hit me in the head. We were looking at his motorcycle. He was walking into the room to look he at the motorcycle. He has some of the, like, the, the most nightmarish experiences in locker rooms. Between seeing... Oh, it was great. Between, between getting flashed by Christian Leitner schlong and, and getting hit in the head by, by Griffey, I mean... The Reds Clubhouse was <laughs> had some great... Danny Graves had a picture of himself having sex with his wife on top of his locker. Isn't that the guy that ended up going to the Rockies? That was Danny Nagel. Yeah, he was more known as, as a Red. Graves, Graves still Reds all-time save leader, but he was next to... I can't remember the... The player who he's his locker was next to, but apparently it was somebody who was very religious and very kind of conservative, and he had a big cross on his locker. And then Graves right next to it is a picture of two people having sex. You can tell that, and I'm like, I'm like, what is that? And one of the other guys on the team was like, "That's Graves, man. That's Graves and his wife." I'm like, Graves. that's incredible. At least it was his wife. Just right there, picture of them having sex, <laughs> right like, on top of his locker. That's Graves and his wife's best friend. <laughs> it's incredible. I was like, well, this is this is what being a big leaguer is all about, I guess. Uh, but that was. Great memories as a 14, 15 year old. That was wonderful. I would, Again, between that and later, I'm surprised you didn't turn out to be a major perv. Yeah, didn't happen. This is what adults <laughs> do, I guess. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hours up next, we can rehash some of our thoughts, look at the other big college basketball news of the day. Uh, also, some more of Keith Wynn's practice report, and then we'll hear some more. We'll read the rest of your Lucidity reasons why you deserve the season tickets, and we'll announce the winner coming up at 5 30. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Weatherford Show up next here on 1450 The Big X. Clock hour here. That was Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. You're just feeling awfully mellow today. I, you know what? You're, Laura, not, you're not a big Pink Floyd guy, are you? I'm not. Is it the Laura Croft that just brought it out Maybe of here? Maybe it is. I, well, that and, I mean, Pink Floyd's probably one of my, probably my second or tied for first favorite band. I know you're a big fan. I love Pink Floyd. Them and Sublime, probably my two favorite bands. Uh, I mean, I like others, but the, like in terms of overall resume, then it's those two. I mean, I have. I, I remember getting the Pink Floyd box set, I think, my eighth grade year and was like my prized possession. I loved it. Were you ever big into fish? No, never got into fish. Never got into the Grateful Dead, really, either. I'm trying to think of just big stoner bands. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, Pink Floyd's the closest thing to kind of, other than maybe the Allman Brothers, that I've gotten into like as a jam band type of, of feel. But I do love, I, 
Let me phrase it. I love Pink Floyd with Roger Waters. I'm, a, I'm Team Waters. Okay. Suck it, Doug Gilmore. Hey, if you have heating or air Favorite. conditioning needs this winter, this spring, this summer, this whatever fall, season it is, you never know what's going to happen in Louisville. It's hot one day, it's 25 degrees the next day. Your heat may be needed one day, your air may be needed the next. AirServe's got you covered on every single base. Call them at 502 785 8600. Again, they have technicians available for you 24 7. And for a limited time, they're offering a tune up for just $49. They're also offering up to 60 months no interest financing on a qualifying root system. Call AirServe 502-785-8600 or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. Uh, we've been talking today. Cool new partnership that we have going on with Lou City and Racing Louisville. We're going to be giving away season tickets for free for the next couple of weeks to both of those teams. We're also going to be giving away some individual tickets. We've got some shirts. We've got some some scarves. We're going to make all your dreams happen when it comes to Lou City and Racing Louisville. And Lou City's first home game is this Saturday, March 25th. So we're starting to give away season tickets today. And the way we're doing the first season ticket package is the best story on the text line. The best person who gives us a reason why they deserve the tickets is who we're going to reward. We're going to announce that winner coming up at 530. We've got a few more to read here this segment that we'll get to. You guys, are you're doing a great job. I just saw a tweet from my boy Jake Weingarten. <clears throat> What's he saying now? What's he saying now? It's just it, it, nothing of a, a certain name. It says the portal is now 200 names away from reaching 1,000 entries this cycle. Oh, it's going to happen. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it, you can have about 35% of all the players in college basketball. In I, I, I know. I know. I've Nuts. seen. I know. It's, I know. I've heard the number. I've seen it. It just still baffles me. I, I just, let's, let's get some suck-ups to the get the tickets. Uh, in a second. We're going we're gonna to do that in just a second. I did like that. The who was the Kansas player who was so old? Wow! That, oh, everybody, Bobby Perry Ellis. Oh yeah, yeah. He got the, he used to get the old joke. Yeah. So Armando Baycott announced today that he's he's coming back for another year at North Carolina, and all the old like you know he's got you know, he's an old guy playing like all the the standard jokes were out there. So Jeff Goodman tweeted out the news uh, about Baycott coming back. Baycott quote tweeted it and just tweeted out a picture of Perry Ellis, which is the perfect way to handle it. Like that's a brilliant tweet. I always, I always used to make the, I always used to call the ones that were in college long Jess Settles. I don't know if you remember him or not. Yeah, I remember Jess Settles. That's he literally played seven years in Iowa. <laughs> he was there forever in Iowa. It felt like. I know a lot. The whole reason like everybody has this, it's never you know, how long has he been there. I'm like, well, it's been four years. Like he just played a lot as a freshman. It wasn't good enough to go to the NBA, so yeah. you remember him. And it especially helps if they're like a little guard. Like people used to do this a little bit with Peyton Siva. Well, Perry Ellis also looked like he was fifty-two. That right? was the thing with yeah, Perry Ellis, yeah. and he did play there for five years, and he was like old. He had the receding hairline and is a freshman. And exactly. Yeah. So he just yeah he yeah he, he stood out. But if a player stands out to you and they play reasonable minutes at a big time program for four full seasons, it's going to feel like a hmm. lot longer. Especially in the last, as we've talked about in the last thirty, I mean, close to thirty years, where you know a kid. Even players that you wouldn't expect to leave as sophomores are leaving as sophomores mm-hmm. in your early 2000s and, and up through the new decade. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's there, there's been many a times we've seen a kid and be like, there's no way he's still there. It's like, he's, he's a junior. Well, and now it's different because you have the extra year with COVID. And yeah, I mean, they're giving away more medical hardships. And you, know, you have guys who transferred before the immediate waiver and they had to sit out that season. So, you've had, you have some guys in college basketball who legitimately started their career seven years ago. And are 25, 26 years old, which is just nuts. But I mean, you Baycott's see. back. He's got a fifth year coming back. He's going to set up a ton of ACC records, and I don't like it because he's he's good and 
He kills my team every year. So weird because I can almost name all the guys that were like over 25 playing college basketball before recently. Yeah. Like you had Cisco, you had Karan Butler, you had the kid from uh, the guy that played at like George Mason that was like 29. The you, big, don't, you, don't, you don't have to do it. It's fine. But that's it. That, that's we believe how, you. That's how limited the group is. We believe you. And now I think there were six this year that were 26 years or old. Yeah. Which is crazy. insane. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. A reminder, Lucidity season tickets, if you want those, if you don't win the contest today or tomorrow and you you, know, you don't want to wait to see if you're going to win it next week, you can already buy them. They're already available. They're now on sale. Just $17 per game. It's a great deal. Call 502-LUCIDY or visit lucidy.com slash tickets to buy yours. And your first home match this Saturday, March 25th. It's going to be a fantastic season. I'm going to win the USL title. I feel good about it. But here are the here's some of the, the – I think we have our, some of our favorites from the first batch. We do. Uh, there's a few that stuck out particularly. We may have to do this where we like we narrow it down and then we we pick one out of like a group of our favorites. Okay, group of maybe three or four each. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Texture says it's just me boning Trevor's mom. I have some issues if she's messing around with other people. <laughs> now is that the original? I think this is the original guy. I mean, the originals. Yeah. I mean, he's. The the Andy Reid of the Texters boning my mom. Because <laughs> um, he pops, you know. Texas, I want the tickets because I'm also black. No, I'm not. I just want the tickets. <laughs> Texas, I deserve... That'd be great if we tried to show up to get the tickets and we're like, dude, yeah, no. you're not black. <laughs> like, Taking them away. <laughs> I deserve the Loose City tickets because me and my family have been going to Louisville City games for years now. And I've become big fans. We love watching their games, and it's a great way to, that we bond together. I wish to attend at least every home game, and getting season tickets would help attend those games cheaper. I was going to say, that if he's gone to every game, doesn't he already have tickets, probably? Yeah, he probably buys them. Yeah, that's good. Texture says, Sonia Morris will be my date for the Lucidity game. Well, you're not, then you're not getting them. Who? Sonia Morris, the Texas player who got into it with Haley Van Lynn. Oh, <laughs> okay. I forgot her name already. I would remember her name, but it's, it's so irrelevant that there's no reason to. Well done. Thank you. It's like you forget relevant names, too. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to know that. If she was a player on our team, <laughs> you would have forgotten it. I remember Haley Van Lith. You do. wonder why. Just, I, would, I, I would love to give my son that lives, eats, and breathes soccer the opportunity to see all the Lucidity games in, in person. Sends in a picture of their son. He plays for mail. Uh-oh. That's going after you again. Everybody's oh, pulling the heartstrings. Well, Wagner might have been better, Trevor. but you know, I might have felt sorry more for sorry for if you played at Wagner. But yeah, uh, Texas, I would love going to Loose City games with my friends. My best friend lives close enough to walk to the stadium, so we can walk to the stadium since we can't drive yet. Oh, if you can't drive yet, you should not be listening to the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you. Ooh, another youth, another youth destroyed by us. This would give us something to do all summer. <laughs> Plus, we always have a blast at all the games. Go City. It's not as bad as the Arizona teacher who listens to the show with his kids on speaker. I'm like, no. And, and I, hand up, hand to God, my man. I'm one day going to make it out to that class. I swear to you. See, like, this is perfect. The next text that I get is something that I could never read. <laughs> Can you give me a glimpse? No, I can't even, like, I, I can't even, like, work around it. Is it about my mom? No, it's it, it starts off with the word wet, and then I can't read any of it afterwards. <laughs> and then it, he follows it up with God. Now I have two young kids. I was like, I, you, I, I can't read what you just said at all. I, I can't even. This is why the kids shouldn't be listening. It starts with the word wet and ends with, thank God, now I have two kids. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a family show. I'm sorry. 
I wanted it to be. Just the mystery of that puts that guy at number five on my list. Well, you're going to have to read it. Does he even want tickets or is he just bragging? He wants the tickets. Okay, I'm just checking. Here's why I deserve Loose City season tickets. We love to go to the games as a family. Sometimes there's four of us. Sometimes there's eight to ten of us. We've made so many memories over the last six years. Also, if I had season ticks, I could afford to buy a few more beers. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well we, do, we do support the drunks. Yeah. Texture says, <laughs> sprinkled into all this, looking at the four regional sites games this weekend, is Louisville clearly the worst for good to great games? Yeah, I think we... What we, are you talking about, dude? Yeah, we, soccer season, though. Yes. What? But we talked about that yesterday, and yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, Louisville got, Louisville, got Louisville got the 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 bone zone of the of the of the region. We get kind of boned. Yeah. Texture says I should get the tickets. I have the first ever text on the Mike Rutherford show. I said, "Don't say the s word on air on your first day." Can we prove that? I guess we could. Oh, I can't. This guy's texting into the show a lot. Well, he seems loyal. I do remember that being the first text, though. No, but he's wrong, though. He texted in the first day, but he said, don't say, but he put the F word, Mike. Oh, but he was one of the first texters. He was. It was okay. It's on the first day. I did, That did ring a bell, amazingly, but true somehow. Two years ago, I still it, remember it, that. It has the date. It doesn't have the time. Uh, but then the very next text, he says, I feel like I won the golden ticket since you've confirmed that I had the first text ever. Okay. Well, that's... But he did mess up what he said. No, it's that's, been two that's years. That's points though. taken away. But but you get more points for being the first text and still listening and still texting. That's yes. Ameri- somehow somehow he has not gone anywhere. One point taken away, four points added. Because I'm he's I'm, up by three points. Because I can only assume that like a good sixty percent of your loyal base. Is came- well, this is also the mailman apparently. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Even though he left my, he's not on my route. He's still the. The mailman's making a strong push. Here. I really wish that guy was still my mailman. No disrespect to whoever delivers it now. Texas says, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first prize given out by the show was to a guy who answered the question correctly and went by the name Drugs. What a show, fellas. That's right. It was Drugs Drugs Guy. <laughs> what was that about? No, it was. We called him Drugs Guy, and he won. <laughs> the first, I know what he's talking about. I do remember this. And I remember that guy, too, because it was hilarious. I don't remember what we gave away now, but the, 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 it was a trivia. I was like, can you guess the theme of the music that day? And the very first texter was like, drugs? <laughs> and that's what he was repressing. And I can't remember what the theme was or what the songs were, but it made me laugh, so. I, I'm, I'm trying to go back and find it. Drugs guy bailed on us on brand. Well, I, I do remember the drugs guy. I can't remember the, the I remember him story. calling in and texting and just being like, drugs. And we're like, oh, it was for Colts tickets. Is Colts and drugs it, guy it was, won. It was Colts or Pacers. It was one of the two. Yeah. I think it might have been Colts. And yeah, and he was because he was so excited because I think he was taking his son to like his first game. And it was, and he went by drugs. Guy. He went by drugs guy. Yeah, <laughs> I should have put drugs dude in his name, and it's in the in this text line is his name. There's a, there's a, a very underrated comedy called Outside Providence has a character named Drugs Delaney. Uh, Texture says there are a lot of reasons my family deserves season loose city tickets, but the bottom line is we could use the fresh air. Please see the screenshots of the email last week that we received from Saint Margaret Mary. Okay. Um, should, I, should I throw this out there? Someone just Venmo me money with the message like, I really want these tickets. <laughs> I'm getting bribed over here. I'm reading this. I'm just writing to let you know there might be multiple boys with medical issue in 7B because over the past few weeks, they apparently cannot help but passing gas in class in homeroom during their religious retreat and today on their way to church for silent adoration. 
since I know that none of the boys would want to be known as a disgusting class clown who farts on demand just to make his friends laugh and is quickly developing a reputation for that in middle school among his peers. I'm asking you to speak with your son and double check that he doesn't need to visit a gastroenterologist for what apparently is a very serious case. Oh, you lost me completely. What? What is this a story? A text? You, we're not listening to what they said. No, I said something, and then you went into it. You went into it, and I didn't hear well, what you I, said. Before you said anything, I read the text of the person who says, "See the attached screenshots from St. Margaret Mary for what I'm talking oh, about." Oh, okay. Um, the next step would be a face-to-face meeting that I will ask Mrs. Sims to attend to have the child explain to all adults why they can't seem to keep a handle on their bodily functions, even as we are going to church. Please note this is not a one-off. It has become a daily issue in most of the classes. In layman's terms, some kids just can't like quit ripping one. They're, just, they're farting. Well, nothing wrong with that kid. Let that kid let him, let him go. Better well, out than in, if you ask me. Well, it's this kid's parents, so there you go. That's why they're saying they need the tickets. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't... Uh... Why would you want to give tickets to somebody that's going to send the kid that's just going to fart in the section all day long? Well, you not you don't listen at all. <laughs> he said that's why we need the fresh air, and I'll tell you uh, why. Was the, the whole point of the text? Well, it was very long. It was not the first sent. The first text was two sentences. I've forgotten. Texas says before you give away the tickets, get Rachel Dolezal to verify the ethnicities of all these texters. Who? She's the woman who was. She was like the head of like some African American support group, and it turned out that she was white. It was a, a bad story. I mean, Sean King started Black Lives Matter, and he's white. Amazing, like part fly. I mean, sort of. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Trevor, I graduated from Wagner. I would love to go see the women's soccer games. I am a former wild, wild, Wildcat, though. Wildcats must stick together. Yeah, but you graduated. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you lost, man. Take, take some white guy out of your true Wagner spirit there. A real Wagner Wildcat doesn't graduate. He quits and goes against the GD or goes to JCHS. Uh, you laugh. I kid you not. When I went to JCHS, like 60% of my freshman class was in that in that school. Well, at least they were trying to finish up. They were like, we're like hey. It was like walking into a Wagner reunion. It was so great. The guy who texted in the middle uh, of all the tickets and talking about the Louisville getting the worst good to great games this weekend said, I do really want the tickets, but I just remember that I've lived in Tucson for the last 17 years, so I guess I don't <laughs> want the tickets. That's, you're forgiven. Texas, if KP gives away loose city tickets, will more people show up? Uh, Texas says, uh, the guy who sent the first text in said, damn it, it was F, F me, LOL. Just let me get my point back, Mike. Well, well done. Texas, sorry, sorry, drugs. Sorry, drugs guy. Texas, but really, I deserve tickets because my best friend and I love sports, specifically Louisville sports. We go to every football game and almost every basketball game and attend most Louisville baseball games. We even frequent bats games. We would love the opportunity to attend even more Lucidity games this year than usual. I listen to the show every day and even bought a cameo from Mike for my wife for her birthday. Wow. We're romantic. Um, also said, I live close to Wagner. You live <laughs> close, you have to, close to me, though. We can hang out. He's kind of stalking you already a little bit. I'm good with that. Texas, okay, I, I got to send in the big guns. I will smoke a butt joint for the season tickets. <laughs> wow. That's, 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 that's putting a lot on the line there, buddy. Also says, I deserve the tickets because TK didn't get high with me at Billy Springs in Cincinnati. <laughs> Billy Springs in Cincinnati on my birthday. That was the guy that invited you. You know what's messed up is that uh, it turns out Dugan was at that concert. I saw that on, on Facebook. Yeah, he ended up going to, the con- he ended up going to that concert. Like, I think a friend of his called him like last minute and was like, hey, I'm going up there. I have a ticket. Do you want to go with me? And Dugan was like, Dugan loves Billy Strings. 
He's like, yeah. So somebody sends in a video of it's like a Kenny Payne weird like face and face thing. I, I don't know what's going on. I can't listen to it. I'm on the air, but it, my, it creeps me out. Like that guy's out. I'm surprised we had more people be like, my wife will leave me if I don't give her these tickets. Texas, for what it's worth, I'm a UC student, and I'll spread U of L sports propaganda if I win the tickets. Ooh, that's, I like that. That's good. That's good. Texas, I send the best photoshops, but you can keep the tickets because soccer sucks. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to give him the tickets. <laughs> no, no, he's not getting the tickets. At my son's urging, I attended my first Lucidity game last year. I had a ball, literally. We entered the stadium during pregame warmups, and while walking through the packed crowd in the west end zone, I hear everyone yelling, ball. And a split second later, I get nailed in the right side of my face Ooh. with a soccer ball moving no less than 100 miles an hour. After recovering my broken glasses and visiting the first responder office, I checked out okay, and we had a great time. No lingering issues. Thanks, Van and Jock, for this opportunity. That's a compliment. I would think. Which one are you? Are you Van Vance or are you Jock Sutherland? Uh, I think I'm Van. Ugh, you're not Van. Why oh, you're so Van? You're Jock. Why do I gotta be Jock? Jock's cool. Everyone loves Jock. Jock's I mean, the, I have no problem with Jock, but I mean, I don't know. He's the he's the kind of off the beaten path one. He's the getting right. loose. He's the one who takes crazy shots at UK. Well, that's more like me then. Yeah. Some tells me that guy get hit in the head with a ball. He might already have tickets are available already to him. I like that story. It's sympathetic, but also goes to show that he's he's a, he's a fan. It does pull heartstrings because I've told you the story about my grandmother get hit at the Reds game, right? No. I never told you, like, one of the first baseball games I remember. I mean, it wasn't my first game, I know for a fact. But it was one of my early baseball memories. We went to a Reds game. And I've never caught a home run or a foul ball. I haven't either. Yeah, and I, I, I regret it to this day somewhat. And one of the closest moments I ever had was we were at the Reds game. And Eddie, was it Tata? Tata Taubensee? Taubensee was the catcher. Steady Eddie. Was the catcher. It was the catcher, who the catcher was and was, was batting. And we were kind of like first baseline, middle level, whatever. And the, he fouled off and the ball comes flying and just drills like a line drive drills my grandmother right in the shoulder oh and why did you make a play and <laughs> catch it i was probably like maybe a 10 maybe i don't save know save your grandma and it hit her and of course she you know it, it took a blow into the ball like rolled in the ground i went to go get it you didn't check on your grandma judge me later <laughs> so <laughs> hindsight clearly not correct so i went to go grab the ball because it at that age, that was more important. I, I, and later on, I would later say it was just evidence. But you know, I went to grab the ball, and like this guy in front of like front of her, like grabs it and runs off. Uh, of course, I'm like, just hit an old woman for God's sakes. And the worst part about it was like they, they came and they checked her, and we had to leave. But we didn't ever get anything free out of it. Like we never, we didn't get like an autographed baseball from Steady Eddie. We didn't get like tickets to anything. They were just like, sorry, you know, you. you you have a bruised collarbone from a foul ball. You know, here's the coupon for maybe some ice cream and a batting helmet or something. But you were ahead of your time. Like, yeah, that happened like 10 years later or 20 years later. We would be getting all kinds all of, over TV, all over stuff. And that guy who grabbed the ball and ran off straight to hell. He's in hell right now. Oh, there, there's a special place in hell for that guy. Watch somebody text him like it was me. <laughs> it was me, Trevor. It was me the whole time. <laughs> it was drugs guy. And I give him the tickets. <laughs> I'd like to go to Loose City for free. You bring me that ball? <laughs> you, got, you got your tickets, buddy. Texas says, my name is George Santos, and I deserve the tickets because I'm black and Hispanic. <laughs> Texas says, I deserve the tickets because with all this good basketball news I've heard this week on your all show, I had to take the bus home today and saw Katina Powell get on the bus, and I pulled the Forrest Gump, can't sit here move. If I'm lying, it was her doppelganger, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
right. Well, we've gotten in all the stories. We're going to d- uh. deliberate. We'll pick a winner coming up after the break. But thank you to everybody who entered. We love you guys. You'll have more chances to win later on this week and also next week. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll announce the winner and get on to some other stuff. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show next here on 1450 The Big X. Welcome in. Final segment. Yeah, we're gonna change my that's, Yeah, that's not gonna work. Let's that's, see. Let's try. Let's try green. Green. Talk for me. Test, test, test. Talk test, again. Test, test, test. We are in, coming in very low. All right. This, yeah, this one hasn't been working. Great on the right programming. What, no, you're on blue. This one that like kind of worked for a week and then stopped working. Does it sound okay? Sounds better. I don't know what happened to yellow. Like, is it short or something? It just happened right in that last segment, too. I think because the, the blue one was the one that we've been using because it's the one that's like loose. Yeah, it's one you got to hold. But they took the like the. Why don't you take the thing off of one of those and put it on blue? Then yeah, I guess I need to. I don't know why everything got changed around. If, that, if that bothered, I mean, I don't know. It, if it doesn't matter about the sound, then I don't care. But no, it's more it's as a protective for like spittle and stuff. It's just annoying that I've got to hold the it. one that like yeah moves the, all the way around all the time. I've got all these pods up. I don't I'm trying to remember which one you're on now. <laughs> I can't remember either. Yeah, uh, well, anyways. Well, you, you mean cheer you up? Yes. Breaking news from the Reds right now. Uh-oh. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The Reds have made an announcement. Okay. Starting this year, they will now offer Chick-fil-A and 50 West Brewery at GABP. World Series. <clears throat> World Series 2023. They also, they also included Skyline Chili Nachos, but I figured... Your your team's a disappointment enough. You don't need to be. Sad. Oh, I always get Skyline when I go to the ballpark. Ugh. It's 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 so much better there than it is here. I'm sorry, it is. I love Skyline here locally. I love getting it at the grocery, uh, or the the fast food. But uh, at the ballpark, it's incredible. It's so good. This is like when I start talking about stuff, you're like, stop talking. You're embarrassing. This is how I want to tell you, stop talking. No, it's great. It's just- I'm pro Skyline. Love it. You're just joining the show. We're giving away a <laughs> season ticket packet. We're giving away season tickets, one set of season tickets for Loose City. This upcoming season, which starts this weekend, Saturday, first home game, March twenty fifth, oh, out there. At, we're giving away a whole group of tickets today. I thought we were just giving one game away. No, oh my God, Trevor, you do not listen at all. It is season tickets. When I said at the beginning of the of the show, season tickets, three hundred dollar value, not just one game, whole season. That's what we're doing. I mean, you gotta remind me when to pay attention and not when I have to. Or not. <laughs> I mean, I knew we had season tickets. I didn't know we were. I think we were giving away like game by game. Good lord, we're too nice. The very last segment, I said we're going to. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away season tickets today, season tickets tomorrow, and then we'll give away some individual tickets for the home opener on Friday. 
And then next week for Racing Louisville, we're going to do the same thing. We've got season tickets, and we've got some individual tickets. And clearly a part of that I did here. You just check out. You just you, you just check out. There's and nothing you, I can do about it. And, and, and you wonder how I can sit through two and a half hours of Tomb Raider. It's fine, yeah. Because I check out for 45 minutes of it. Like One-fifth of the show is me explaining things that I said 20 minutes earlier. It's not great, but... Well, it's better than some of the stuff we talked about. I don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> but we've got season tickets. Yes, that we're giving away today for Lou City. Woo, I got to take this seriously. Man. We've got some more. We asked for you today for the first uh, part of the show, for the first season ticket giveaway, to tell us why you deserve them. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. You guys have, have uh, a <laughs> says, my goodness, Trevor, there might legitimately be something wrong with you. You should probably get checked out. Of insurance. <laughs> Texas Skyline is incredible. Thank you. That person's eliminated from tickets. Texas Skyline barf emoji. That guy's in the running for tickets. <laughs> that person had not texted in since January when they don't were, care when they let us know that T Boss married rapper Mac Ten, and they had, for like three months they didn't feel like saying anything, but the Skyline take was enough for them to be like, I've got to let them know my feelings. Hold up, T Boss married Mac Ten. Yeah. I feel like we got. We talked about T Boss yesterday. I was gonna say, wait a second. Because you play TLC <laughs> once every three weeks. That is not true. It absolutely, that is, is true. not. That is one hundred percent false. I, I thought you saying Skyline was good was the worst lie you've said today. That's one hundred percent true. That is not. Like maybe, maybe no, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh, the, the 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 case on my phone broke today. It's so weird having to hold my phone without a case shelling on it. It's the first time I haven't had a case showing on my iPhone ever. You're living like rich people. Rich it, people don't have phone cases. It, it feels weird. It's so thin now, and I don't like it. I just, I don't like it, Sam. <laughs> I'm gonna go get me a new case. Like the, yeah, this is weird. And it sounds like you can hear it, like laying on the phone. Like it's louder. I don't, I don't know. This is not gonna fly. It's okay. All right, here's what I did. Okay, what did we do? I don't know if you've picked out. I'm assuming you didn't. There's a few in my mind that I did like. All right, here's I I, I singled out five. Okay. I liked the guy who said, I want the tickets because I'm a single dude and I like soccer. Very straight to the point. Right. He's the I like soccer guy? No, he, he was the guy who said, I'm a single dude and I want the tickets. Okay, I like that. I'm good with that. I, Straightforward. I, I like the guy who said, I, I like soccer. Here's the thing. Since we're giving away season tickets now, that changes my perspective a little bit. That lets me know that that, that eliminates some of your people who are like, my wife's pregnant. Like You're not going to be able to go to hardly any games if that's the case. Well, no, the one person said she's due in November. The season ends in October. That okay, that very specifically laid out the dates. <laughs> I, just want to, okay. I like that guy because he was like, "This is the last time I'm gonna have a chance to like." That's go, true. Go to games. And, but that's that, that is a given. I'm I adding do. him. He's he's my six now. Okay, so we've got I like soccer guy. I'm single. I got single dude. We've got I like soccer guy. We've got pregnant husband guy. <laughs> What's he? It sounds he's the guy the time cover. <laughs> I'm going with farting dad. The farting kid. You loved farting dad, even though I could I couldn't get that story. Well, down. you weren't paying attention again. No, I wasn't. And also, my mom texted in to say that's her choice. Mom's listening. She liked the choice. My mom didn't text any suggestions in. Also, Susan, who's helped us, who's landed this promo for us, texted in to be like, she's loving the show. It's very entertaining. But maybe pick somebody who's not trying to bone Trevor's mom because she wants to make this into like a promo. That, <laughs> he doesn't exactly that say they can that, use. right? I will show you the text. Yes. <laughs> so the, the I, that's four. I like the Oh, she won't know my, she takes me in parentheses clean promo. Clean promo, yeah. <laughs> Susan, you're this the show for. All right, we got we have to get through this, Trevor. Okay, we got go we on. gotta get through this. All right. So that, that's four. Five, I've got the guy, because I feel bad, the person who won 
the prize and, and never got it the last time. Yeah. From the grilled chicken and seafood. I feel like they kind of owed that. Okay. And then six, the guy who identified himself was like, I'm a black person, so I don't really play soccer, but my kids are really into it and they right. love Brian Ownby. That's he name dropped a player. He admitted that he doesn't really want he, he, It was funny. I liked it. He's doing it for his kids. He's breaking stereotypes. I I'm all for it. So which one of those stands out to you? Yeah, I'm ta- the, I'm the text was Brian Omi, my fa- my favorite son's player. I've never been. I'm black, so we don't play soccer, but I could take my son and my daughter. I like that. Uh, I'm tied between I like soccer single guy and my son loves soccer, because, but I can't, but I don't because I'm black guy. Okay. Those are my two ties. Single dude and Brian Owen B. fan. Brian Owen B. fan. I feel like that's probably the I don't want to say black guy. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> he is. The whole text line identified the text that way. All right, I'm going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 10. Um, 5. 1, 2, 3, Single Done dude. Right single dude wins tickets. Single dude. Single Stop. dude. Straight to the point. Yep. Nailed it. And and before the other guys like start saying this is a racial thing, I picked 5 because of Don McNabb he's black. Okay. Well, <laughs> once again, we can't use this as promo now. Yeah, well, early other promo is you talking about grabbing butts. <laughs> the butt slapper. You use that as a promo? I made it up one. All right. The winner. It's a bunny. The, the, let's try to do something. That, I'm going to need you to just, just stay quiet for like 30 seconds, okay? The winner of our first Loose City season ticket giveaway is the guy who says he just wants the tickets because he's a single dude. Very straight to the point. In the middle of all the people texting in long and lengthy stories, which we loved, which were great. I like that he kept it. He kept it simple. Straight to the point. Not going to try to use a family situation to earn him some extra bonus points. Single guy, needs the social exposure, the chance to meet a loved one. Soccer brings romantics together. I liked it. You're our winner. If you didn't win today, though, lots more opportunities. We're going to have more tickets to give away. We're going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks. We've got got season ticket packages. We've got single game tickets. We've got shirts. We've got scarves for both Racing Lou and... And Lou City, it's going to be a fantastic giveaway. But congratulations, I'm going to get in touch with the uh, with single dude. We've had single dude, and we've had drugs guy win tickets here on the show. That's great. Uh, now the text sounds like I could be single. You don't know. Everybody's just trying. You have plenty more opportunities to win. But thanks. I mean, those are a lot of good stories. We're well, not going to be single. I mean, he's got now. He's got season tickets. He's, he could take some dates. I'm saying this is the ideal situation for us. He may get married because of us. That's what I'm saying. Ideal situation for us. Single guy gets tickets. Lucidity has an incredible season, and he finds the love of his life at these soccer games. We're in the wedding. We end up being co-best men. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. We throw a hell of a wedding party. The bachelor party would be great. Be your first one. It would be, yeah. That's how, again. I told you, the last only time I had a chance to go to the bachelor party, the last one was my buddy got married. And you know, I told you what they did, right? And I didn't get to go to it because I was actually probably doing more fun things out west. Yeah, you did tell me that. They ended up going. They ended up going to the Lucidity game. That's what they did part of their bachelor party. You, and a listener invited you on a bachelor party once. I did, yeah, but he never got me the full details. My he wife was in is, Cincinnati. My wife is sending pictures of me. The, the girls have their second soccer right now, and it's a picture of all the kids doing something. Virginia being the only one bending down for no apparent reason and just <laughs> Picking looking up the all. Lines. I mean, she's that kid. Like she's that, again the right fielder i yes yeah. i told you on the show on thursday like it's i struggle with it i know she's three and this is not like necessarily an indication of her sports career but sure. i was such a listener and like a rule follower when i was playing sports growing up 
and seeing her being like the one kid that used to annoy me when I was playing sports who like didn't keep track of her soccer ball and like didn't wasn't listening to the rules like I was like oh this is driving me crazy but she's three she'll get better. I mean at that age I was more like her as I got closer to like like little league age I was the one yelling and getting pissed off if we weren't winning I, I remember we I think on the first game I lost we had like an undefeated season in St. Matthews the next year we lost our first game and our first game but the first loss we had in that season after being undefeated year four I got in a fight in the, the handshake line because I was so pissed you were that kid. Oh, yeah. I got, I mean, so you either they, they had separated. or you were a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I was just so mad we lost. And I can't remember what they, we played, it was against the Bulls. And I, I don't remember what the kid said. He said some smart aleck. I don't know what. And I just turned around and just smacked him in the back of the head and we had to get separated. Oh, man. We, breaking news here. College basketball related. Big time hire in the ACC. Ooh. Hey, well, Notre Dame has landed Micah Shrewsbury from Penn State. Wow. Who was killing it. That's a big really? time hire. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make people forget about Mike Bray, that's a good way to. That's an A plus hire. Whoa, I'm. If I'm Shrewsbury, is that the right job to take? I it, it surprises me. I mean, I know it's. I know you're going to argue and say Penn State this, and and Penn State's got like what one like one tournament win school history. I think one Sweet Sixteen run. Well, they won one this year, yeah. Yeah, and well, and they went. They've been to one Sweet Sixteen, which was I want to say like in '98 or something '99. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, he's done a great job in the first year slowly building that team. I think if they had more talent, they would have beaten Texas. I think he outcoached Rodney Terry. I think Texas had too much talent for him. I'm with you. And, and there was multiple times in that game where they had open looks, and just if they just hit one of them, it just didn't go down. That's wow. That's, they had been to the tournament twice in the last 20 years before he took them this year, which is pretty. They, they basically they go every 10 years. They should have gone the the COVID year. I think weren't they going to go? They were. They, you're yeah, right they about were that. Good. Yeah, they had a good team that year. They had a senior guard. I want to say, but they. But still, it's still few. They hadn't won between, a game yeah. in the tournament since 2001, which before was, this year. Which was like the Crispin brothers, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. When they went to the, they, they upset somebody as a two seed, I forget. They were seven and they went to the Sweet 16. I think you might be right. I don't know if that happened. Um, I don't think they went to the Sweet 16 that year. Could I be wrong. I thought they did because I think they ended up losing to like Tulsa or something like that in the, in the Sweet 16. I don't know. You can look it up real quick if you want, but. I mean that's I mean Notre Dame's a, don't get me wrong I'm not saying Notre Dame's on a step up from that job to in a small way I'm surprised too I'm with you but I mean that's like you you hang out maybe I don't know maybe he feels like he the the, the iron was as hot as it was going to be there I mean he's he's yeah, not he's not old I mean the Sweet Sixteen run was you're totally right they they beat a two seed who and the two seed was North Carolina oh okay in 01. All right. And they lost to it was a, a team that starts with T, but it was Temple. Eleven ah, seed. Temp- oh yeah, that was Cheney's last lead eight run, I think. And then coincidentally, ten years later, they basically they go to the tournament every ten years: ninety one, oh one, eleven, and then twenty twenty three. They lost in the first round to Temple back in two thousand eleven. Was their most recent tournament appearance? What was that one Temple team? I think that was, that was Lamont Barnes' team too from from Hopkinsville. They were an eleven seed. Yeah, that was their last. I think that was Cheney's last run at the Final Four. It had to have been. He lost in. I don't remember who they lost to. Michigan lost, State. Michigan State. Yeah, that was. That's right. Uh, we've got odds, by the way. Uh, I saw this earlier today. I meant to mention earlier in the show. There are odds now out on who will be Kentucky's head coach next year. Oh, you gotta be kidding. Calipari's clearly the, the favorite, minus 900. By the way, I love and hate the Notre Dame hire for the fact that it's a great hire for the ACC, and we've talked about needing coaches, but I don't like it because you and me both know this this guy can coach. Well, yeah, and they finished 14th and we finished 15th. We're trying to get past these guys. I mean, I would have. I'm, I'm slightly jealous of them, but yeah. So who's 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 leading the board, Chris Beard? So Calipari's leading the board. 
least of all, but there are co- there are co first choices behind him for who'll be the head coach of game one next season. Would you care to venture a guess? Uh, I would say outside Cal. What was Cal's odds? Minus nine hundred. He's the heavy oh, favorite. Good Lord, it's like South Carolina of this. Yeah, they're basically they're <laughs> just doing this. This is one of those. It's a shameless thing from Bavada to try to generate some attention. Uh, but they've got two hey. co-first choices. Basically, if Calipari is off the board, they've got these two guys as the favorite. When it comes to gambling in Vegas, the word shameless doesn't exist. True. Uh, I'll say Musselman next. Musselman's one of them. Okay. He's like, is he like tied or something? Yes, that's what I just said. I didn't hear you. Two guys are tied. Co- oh. Co-first choices. Uh, not mus- uh, Musselman and Oates, I'll say. Oates is second. Okay. Now, this here's a hint. This person is not currently a college basketball coach. Billy Donovan. Yeah, yes, it's correct. Why the hell did I not say that first? <laughs> Billy Donovan, Eric Musselman. I feel both. like I should have said Donovan just is a joke and tongue in cheek and not yeah. realize that it's, yeah. They're both plus 950. Nate Oates is the second choice at plus 1100. Scott Drew at plus 1200. And Brad Stevens, I'm sure, on there then. If, if, if maybe. Brad Stevens is on there at plus 2000. Again, but he, yeah. he is. Brad Stevens <laughs> and Jay Wright are both tied at plus 2000. The only other active coach on the list. Mick Cronin oh, at Lord. plus 1,500. At 1,500? So he's the better odds than, than uh, Brad Stevens and who was the other one? Jay Wright. Oh, my God. Kentucky fans, are, they're convinced they're going to get Jay Wright. Jay Wright, I'm telling you right now, he's the new Brad Stevens. He's the new— Billy Donovan. Yeah, bat, well, who's the, the football equivalent? Like, like uh, well, Urban Meyer. Well, for a while. Now, it, yeah. now it's Urban. Like, yeah. he's the new one of that. Like, he's it was John Gruden for a little bit. Yeah. Then it's it was, Urban Meyer. It was Gruden like, for a while. That's going to be Jay Wright now. Every time a major job opening opens up or a semi-major open job opens up, people are going to be like, "Got to make Jay Wright say no, man. Got to get him out there." I mean, hell, I mean we've, I, we've I, been doing it this I year. I assume Musselman's name is going to be probably linked as long as he keeps coaching the way he's coaching. But. Yeah, I mean, three straight Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, back-to-back Elite Eights. Yeah, I remember though, people people who think they're going to take Musselman. Arkansas is a good basketball program, and they got a lot of money, and they got money. So it's not like you, you might want to. Put your, if you want to steal a coach from one of those schools, whether it be Alabama or Arkansas, you're probably better off with Alabama. I could not agree more. Although the NATO's just got a huge deal too. I know they did, but you can you can outbid Alabama for a basketball coach. Like Arkansas, they love football. Don't get me wrong, and it's probably their primary sport, but their basketball tradition way better. Yeah, and it's because they I mean they didn't join the SEC until 1990. I give Arkansas so. fans props too. I mean they had gone between 95. And just three years ago, they hadn't gone to a single Sweet 16. That's a long, long drought. It's a lot of bad basketball. And every year, they still were like top 15 in attendance. They still made you know, Bud Walton one of the toughest places to play in college basketball. It was always, like, even when they sucked, they were tough to beat at home because they had really raucous, really invested basketball crowds. And you can't say that about really any other program besides Kentucky and the SEC. Like, they, they're they a good basketball fan base. Uh, you can legitimately not say that about any program in Kentucky. Uh, but they're Kentucky and the SEC. Who'd be behind, by, right behind them? But those two. Tennessee? I don't even know. I don't think so. Tennessee probably did more with their women's than they did their men's anyway. Yeah, but they, they have a decent men's fan base. They, they they still, they always rank pretty high in attendance. Um, Like, Florida's only into no, it when Florida, they're good. Florida's proved that, that it's not, they don't count. They, they yeah, I, I think um, it's Tennessee. I think Tennessee's would be third. Yeah. You okay back there? Yeah, I got, I got a tickle in my throat and I'm out of drink. Oh no, we have a lot of water here. It's for free. It's free. I know, but I'm just—they like, let you drink it. I because yeah, I'm I'm out of my Gatorade Zero and I got like some kind of tickle in my throat. I'm like, this sucks. Like, worse. It's a bad night. feeling. Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have drank that last gulp for the last segment. Uh, a couple other texts to get to. We can be here. Uh, I'm hooked on these Gatorade Zeros, by the way. These drinks are good. By the way, Susan texted. She's like, my 22 year old daughter is an ex uh, college player. She's single. Should she meet him? Yes. This Me could... or the texter? <laughs> I mean... Not you. I don't think I don't think Susan's trying to. 
I don't think she wants anybody from her family associated with you. Plus 22 might be a little too young for me. It's it's way too young for you. It, no, it's not way too young. She's almost exactly half your age. I mean, at least she can go to a bar. You know the rule. Divide your age in half, add seven. That's the rule. No, but... That's the rule. Yeah, but that's the rule for people who like have options. No, that's the rule. My options are limited. You are limited now to 28 or 29. The nice thing about, about the ladies, too, is that most of them are more mature. And, 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 and since I'm so immature, like our gap is like she's 22, but I'm like... She's more like 32, and I'm 42, but more like 21. Does that make sense? You use that and see if it works for you. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my eHarmony account. <laughs> We're actually basically the same age. We're basically the same age maturity levels. She's going to kick your ass to the curb. <laughs> She's probably going to kick my ass in general. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, as far as the, we were talking about the, the excitement that we've been getting for football coming up. It's like the highlight videos. It, it, it takes on a different feel now than it has in a while. And that's not necessarily a knock on Scott Satterfield, but it's pretty much a knock on Scott Satterfield. It just, we haven't had the same type of juice that it feels like we have right now. With Jeff. And may, look, Maybe it's misplaced. Maybe we're going to suck. Maybe Brom's going to flop. But for right now, the excitement Blast is real. Me. And, and we're, we're very pumped up about it. Texas says Petrino 1.0 and Petrino 2.0 for the most part felt like there was no ceiling and we were on a rocket ship. Sat always just felt like meandering. I, I wasn't as hyped for 2.0. I was con- I, I was I after con- the start. I had concerns. I did too. I did have hype for, obviously, the uh, the sophomore Lamar Jackson season. We, understandably so, yeah. Because of the, yeah. But I still I, it still wasn't matched with Petrino 1.0. Like, it was there, but, like, I don't know. It was, it was more like I'm, I want to watch Lamar is more than I kind of want to watch the whole team. Yeah, I mean, that kind of went away from me as the season went on. Like, that was the first 10 games that year were the most fun that I've ever had following Louisville football. Because, remember, it was the, we had the, Syracuse the, the playoff was there. And you would, it, it wasn't just about our games. It was about watching teams that were ranked ahead of us or ranked right around us, losing and rooting against them. Like, you know, you would get so into the game every single week, breaking down, like, what we needed to do to impress the committee. And, you know, I mean, we were right there the whole season. Our only loss was on the road to a Clemson team that would end up winning the national title. Yeah. Like, that was just so – it felt real. And I think that it felt like, again, up until the bottom fell out at the end of the year, it felt like we could beat anybody because we should have beaten Clemson on their home field. Yeah, you're right. And, like, that was – I'd never really felt like that before. And 06 maybe being the, the other exception, but it was just so much fun. And then afterwards, like, 2017, by – Comparing like comparing it to the, our history was not a bad season by any stretch, but it felt like such a disappointment because we our defense couldn't stop anybody. We lost four games, actually lost five games, including the bowl game, and it was just a you know I, we had a taste of of the limelight. The bottom fell out, and then the next season was such a disappointment. And then of course we know what happened in twenty eighteen. But those first those first couple years, I, th- I had a lot of fun with Petrino two point That the, the nothing burns me to the 0-16. I'm. The hype, the the fun, like I mean, the that was so great, and the fact that they're even with the one loss, like I, I, I you can argue with me all you want, call me a homer, butt slapper, I don't care. You're not going to change my mind. I would go to the, my grave thinking that, or knowing that if we'd gotten a shot at Ohio State for the national title, we could have won it. I think we would have won too. I've said now, I don't know if we'd have played Florida. We could have beat Florida because they were better. They were, and we didn't know it at the time. But we shouldn't have played them anyway because they they wouldn't have had they'd had a loss, and we us and Ohio State would have been the only undefeated team. Right. We we would have, but like, 
I still to this day think they would have screwed us out of playing. Uh, you're probably right, which would bring up a whole another bag of donuts to get into. But. I know. I've, I've always had the assumption that they would have found a way to make a Michigan-Ohio State rematch happen because they'd have been like, they're clearly the two best teams. And I would have just – that would have almost been more frustrating than what happened to us, like losing a game and missing out on that title shot. If we'd gotten left out and then let's say Ohio State just like whooped up on Michigan in round two, I would have been forever bitter, like still to this day forever. Because I'm with you. I think even with us at 11-1, and one, if we'd somehow gotten that game, I think we would have beaten Ohio State. I'm confident we would have. Ohio State was not that great. That was that Torrey Smith and and uh, Troy, yeah, Troy Smith, yeah, Troy Smith. And Terrible was, game. Who was the wide receiver that was that went early and then it was a teammate in high school. How am I drawing a blank on him? That the Dolphins took in the top ten. The wide receiver. What was his name? I can't believe I can't remember his name either. I'm gonna let you flounder. You know his name, don't you? I don't know who it is. Oh come on! He ended up being in the league. He's bounced around the NFL for years. You know he's a top ten pick, but he was a bust as a top ten pick. Was he the kid who returned the opening kickoff? Yeah, probably. What was the damn name? I don't know. Somebody. Teddy Ginn. Teddy Ginn Jr., thank you. Yes. He's still in the NFL. Yeah. But he's a receiver. He's He was literally a bust. Yeah, he, right. He, him and Torrey Smith were high school teammates, too. And so I remember him talking about because Torrey's dad was the coach and yada, yada. Yeah, that, that and the, um, the, 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 the Sugar Bowl team, too, also was kind of bitter. But at least with that, I mean, we lost two games. Yeah, like, but that team was that might have been our second most talented team to me. When you talk about, especially with the weapons, that I think our most talented team is still the 2013 team. Pure the, talent. The year after the 2012, the, the year we went 12 and one, lost to UCF and beat Miami in the Russell Athletic Bowl. I think only, that I think the only difference was we lost Parker between those two years, right? No, we had Parker. Then, then I'm sticking. I'm with you as well. I, I was thinking Parker left for some reason. No, Parker was on the 2014 team. He was on Petrino's first team. He remember he was hurt and he came back and well, he was always hurt. Played in the Florida State game. The offense looked so much better after he came back. Yeah, he his last year was Bobby's first year back. Twenty fourteen. Like he left earlier. I couldn't. I guess man, you're probably right. It's yeah, because he his first year was twenty eleven. Charlie's second year, he had the two touchdown catches against UK as a freshman, and then 12, 13, 14. Well, he always got touchdowns, which is why I nicknamed him Chris Carter two point oh. I mean, his yeah freshman year, like I think every catch and a half was a touchdown yeah. catch. He was unreal. He was a beast. Still one of my favorite players. Um. All right, we gotta get out of here. We're, we're done. Oh, crap, Congrats yeah. to a single guy. I sent you a message. <laughs> Maybe he won't be single for single long. Single dude, hit me back with your with your info. We will hook you up with the tickets. We'll yeah, be giving away party. more tickets tomorrow. We'll tell you how we're going to do it on tomorrow's show. We'll also be back getting ready for the Sweet 16. The basketball returns tomorrow. Everyone enjoy your Wednesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three o'clock.